Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. So. <coughs> All right. So today is April the 7th, 2022. We're getting off to a rough start here. Um pre-conference call has changed over all their controls. It's a real pain in the butt. Uh, so, um, so Chris, why don't you talk to us about your uh, Supreme Court hearing? Because a lot of people yeah. are really want to hear about that. Yeah. Uh, well, <coughs> let me get started by let me get started by saying this. Uh, this isn't about the case, but uh, somebody sent me a bunch of 1099As. And then the day that I got them, picked them up from the mailbox, I came back to the house, and later on that night, I got the ones that I ordered uh, just messing around. Uh, those come in the mail. And then today I got a bunch more. Uh and and I've mailed, I don't know, uh, probably 25 or 30 of them out already. I did that this morning. Uh, I've got a bunch of stamps, and I had to go out and buy some of these uh, 9 by 12 envelopes because I don't want to send them all to y'all bent up and folded and stuff. So here's, uh, here's what's up, y'all. If you need a 1099A, I'm limiting them to two. Uh, drop a email. Uh, drop me an email with your address, and uh, there's already some on the list that I haven't worked off yet. Uh, so I'm not guaranteeing that you'll get them, but uh, put your put your send me an email. Uh, it's Christopher Hauser two four eight at gmail dot com. Uh, it's the name with the capital C. The last name, Christopher Hauser, 248-at-gmail.com, 248-at-gmail.com. And uh, I got a whole bunch of stamps, and I'm going to be working some off tonight and then some off tomorrow. Uh, first come, first serve. As I scroll up through there, I'm going to send them out to you all. Uh, but... If you've ordered them, they're probably going to be hitting you pretty soon. So I may be sending you a couple for no reason. Uh, if that's the case, share it forward. Uh, send it to someone else that might need it. If you get yours ordered be- before you get these two, send them on to somebody else. I don't care if it's your cousin or your aunt or uncle or brother or whatever. Uh, share that forward. Help help others use these things. Uh, as far as the as the case goes, uh, I have my ideas about it. Uh, the defense uh, defense usurping lawyers uh, 
did a pretty good job, I think, arguing it. Uh, they had multiple questions by the the uh, Supreme Court uh, justices there. Uh, one of them, uh, one of them, Emma, the 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 white-haired, gray-haired lady who was uh, speaking as if she was me. Uh, she she actually uh, cited the the Supreme Court justice, the Kirby or whatever her, the female that was way off on the left, actually cited one of her cases and and quoted it quoted from her case or uh, about the the UCC ones having no value. <coughs> so we got one. I think. Uh, the uh, it's, it's my opinion or how I feel about it anyway is that the two females on the left and the and the chief justice in the middle I think they did a pretty good job in, of convincing those three uh, the Campbell lady that was her first time sitting as a uh, Supreme Court justice um, they didn't meet last month, and she was appointed in January. So, uh, this is these three cases that were heard that morning were her first cases to hear. Uh, she seemed to be stuck on in a books of record, uh, looking for that. I, I don't think that the state, the the state, if you watch the guy that's arguing for the state, and you that's the same guy in the video from the Court of Criminal Appeals. And he basically regurgitates everything that he said in the court of in the court of criminal appeals. Uh, he didn't. I don't think he argued it well enough. Uh, and then towards the end, there, uh, I think we kind of won over the Chief Justice Campbell. So I think that there's going to be uh, the the charge is going to be uh, overruled. Um, but it's not just that that the that the defense done a good job arguing, uh, as it is the circumstances that will arise uh, if they agree 100% with the state. The next step in the appeals process is the United States Supreme Court. Um, uh oh. And. Uh, and when it goes to the Supreme Court, the United States Supreme Court, uh, what's argued there is the constitutionality. Uh, in, the, in, the, in the hearing that you seen yesterday, constitutional uh, issues aren't addressed. They're not addressed at the state level. That's for the Supreme Court of the United States. Uh, and the... Uh, if you if you watch it, and I've watched it a couple times since then because I'm taking notes and and breaking this all down. Uh, Emma Tennant pretty much argued it the way that uh, I expected her to. Uh, she sent me copies of all their briefs and and uh, but the, the 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 thing about this whole deal is is do they want it to go? To the federal level, uh, I don't think that they do. Uh, I don't think they. I think they want to keep it in the state, and that's why we stand a better chance of this 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 whole thing being overturned. 
Now, the only thing that they argued was half of the charges. That means the other half of the charges uh, they don't want to listen to. Uh, and I think there's purpose in that, too, because now you have, um, even Emma told me, she said, look, you could get me for ineffective assistance of counsel simply because I never argued all the charges, only half. Uh, she said, I don't care. I throw myself on my sword. Well, you'll hear a lawyer say that all the time. Well, I'll throw myself on my Of course you will. You're an officer of the court. Uh, when this goes back for post-conviction relief, the whole argument that the defense has is about the lawyer screwing up. Uh, you're not going to argue, or I'm not going to, because I'm going to argue uh, the, uh, the post-conviction relief. And, okay, I'm going to play ball with you now, uh, because that's what you get to bring up. You get to bring up the stuff that the lawyer screwed up on. And I've got a whole grocery list of screw-ups. Uh, I've even got some uh, prosecutorial misconduct that I'm going to address. Uh, while I was in prison, I read about a 450-page book on prosecutorial misconduct, and I've got some strong arguments for that. <coughs> but the only thing you can't argue is the court screwing up. That's not a part of it. Uh, that's why the lawyers will say, well, I don't care. I'll fall on my sword. Yeah, you will, because uh, you're a punk of the court. Uh, you're supposed to fall on your sword. You're a pawn. You're a pawn of the court. So that's – but see, if, 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 the, if they say that it's not a forgery, or actually if they say that it's, if they say that it's not a forgery – uh, then both of those arguments that you heard yesterday are gone. They're out the window. Uh, and what happens is uh, though that goes back to the court of original jurisdiction, and the same judge that heard it in the, in the trial uh, now has to re-sentence uh, because there's no 20-year sentence anymore. Uh, if they decide to say that it is a forgery but it has no value, well then it goes back because the forgery charge goes from a Class A felony 20 years to a Class E felony 2 years. And, and it has to go back to be resentenced. There has to be a resentencing hearing. <coughs> at, at which time the judge will, uh, you know, okay, uh, okay, this is, the, the Supreme Court made a ruling and and I have to go with it. Why? Because the judge is the punk of the Supreme Court justices. So, well, I, I, they're right in their ruling. She'll never admit uh, that they're wrong. Uh, Blackburn would never admit that the Supreme Court justices were wrong. She'll agree with it, just like the lawyers agree with it, uh, because they're above her. And what she'll do is she'll say, okay, uh, two years for the... They're, instead of running it concurrently is what, what they did, uh, which meant that I had a two-year sentence for the filing of fraudulent liens and a 20-year sentence for doing the forgery. Well, I only had to do 20 years because they ran the, uh, 
they ran them uh, they ran them together. Well, what she'll do is she'll separate them and say, okay, they did two years for the the the, the, the one classy, and then they did another two years for the other classy. That's four years. See, now she now they've only messed up a year and a half. They're only a year and a half off, and that's probably what they do. But see, this keeps this from going to the Supreme Court. Now, if it goes back and we fight uh, post-conviction relief, and the judge says, well, I'm not going to grant you post-conviction relief in anything, well, then that post-conviction relief goes back through the appeals process, back to the Supreme Court, (coughs) and then they'll decide. Then it can go to the United States Supreme Court. So do you see how long this could take? Uh, but I don't think they want to going that. I don't think they want that. Uh, they don't want the Supreme Court knowing how bad uh, this this uh, state is screwed up. Now, the the judges in in yesterday's hearing, they knew what was up. Uh, they knew that we did multi-million dollar liens. Because uh, the one lady judge here, I think her name was Lee, uh, she said she actually referred to uh, judges being uh, lean for $3 million. And that's something you'll notice, too, that everybody said lean. Uh, everybody, the judges, uh, well, lean, lean, lean. It wasn't until Emma Tennant stepped up and said, look, you know, this isn't a lean. The UCC1 is a financing statement. It's not lean. Uh, you know, and they still think of it that way. Well, they lean those judges for four million dollars and twelve million dollars, and uh, that's that's the way they're going to see it. It doesn't matter how many times you tell them, uh, but that's going to. I th- I'm, I strongly, I strongly. Uh, I was talking to Lavely today. Uh, he called, and uh, his cousin said that she talked to the warden, and the warden said that. He was going to go uh, be able to go see his dad, view his dad today. Uh, that's usually how they let you do it. You don't get to hang out with your cousins and stuff at the funeral. You go to the viewing and you you get a little time with the police or the guards or whatever, and you get to you know stand there next to the coffin and spend a little time with maybe your close siblings, and then you go back. You don't you don't get to stay for the funeral. <laughs> well, the warden told his cousin, "Yeah, we're going to let him do it." And then today, he tells he tells Lavely that we're not. Well, we can't let you do that. Uh, that's the way this system works. Uh, they're going to tell the loved ones, "Oh yeah, yeah, we can do that," and then they're going to tell you that's not happening. Go back to your freaking cell. Uh, that's how they are. They're cruel that way. Uh, so, uh, you know, I told him, to say, hey, bro, you know, just be cool. You know what they're trying to do. They're trying to get you to go off. So they can put you in the hole. He said, yeah. He said, I talked to my cousin, told him to uh, video, uh, do a DVD of the video of the funeral and, and send it to him. So that's, that's about the extent that he's going to get. Um, but he was telling me, he said, look, Chris, he said, I, I broke it down for him, told him about what happened, what I thought about it. And he said, look, man, uh, less than one in a hundred people get to get even go to the Tennessee Supreme Court. He said, yeah, they're, they're going to they're gonna do something with your stuff. 
uh, and you and you heard some of the justices go, well, this isn't a normal thing. You know what I mean? Uh, this this whole thing's been uh, complicated. I don't know how many times I've heard uh, people that are trying to go with this case here go, you know, this is a really complicated thing. Uh, yeah, it is. It's complicated for the state. Uh, it's complicated for the courts. It's complicated for these lawyers and prosecutors. It's got. It's getting real complicated. <coughs> so uh, that's where that went with that. And uh, they even, one of the justices there, I think it was Campbell, uh, she almost busted out and talked about the contract. Uh, a lot of y'all have heard uh, my testimony in the videos. Uh, they're not talking about the conditional acceptance. Uh, this brand-new Supreme Court justice, you know, uh, about stepped on her long black robe, uh, she about said the contract. She about mentioned the contract. Uh, well, you know, if there was some kind of instrument, you know what I mean? Uh they won't talk about that. Uh, I tried to talk about that with Emma. I said, I don't know why you guys... Well, actually, I do know. Um, because, see, they were arguing that there wasn't any value to these UCC1s. And there wasn't any value to the liens and the false filings and stuff. Well, as long as you're not mentioning the the, the document, the conditional acceptance... Well, then there is no legal basis to do this, so they don't have any value. I understand why they were arguing it the way that they were, uh, although I disagree, because it's like I told her. If you would have just busted out one time and said that uh, – uh, Still there, Chris? Crud. <clears throat> oh, look at that, Chris. Okay, hold on, you guys. All right, we're back. we are back. Uh, sorry about that, folks. That was Michael calling in, uh, and I tried to oh, ignore okay. the call and ended up answering it instead. So. Well, let us know but, when you did. Yeah, I didn't get a, it was just uh, I didn't get a chat. No, I, just, I was just trying to ignore the call. I'll call okay. him back. Uh, I just wanted him to know, don't keep trying to call in. <clears throat> but uh, that's if they'd have, if they'd have mentioned the contract, uh, then the state might have argued, well, see, they got a contract. Or, but then you have to uh, argue intent. Uh, is it a false? If, if we got the contract, uh, how is it a fraudulent filing of a false lien? 
therefore, how is it a forgery? Uh, when the, the contract itself is them agreeing. Even if you say that the contract isn't a valid contract, you still can't prove uh, that we did this with intent, and that's what the state has to prove. They have to prove that there was an intent. Uh, if we thought we had a viable contract and with all kinds of legal language, then, you know, how can you say that we intended to defraud these people when we genuinely, genu genuinely believed that that we were we had the right to do what we did, so that's kind of where we're at with this deal. Uh, that's why they didn't do it, and uh, you know that could have that could have we wouldn't have gone this far if they would have done that in the trial court. You know, if the lawyers would have said, I don't care if you disbar me anyway. Uh, hey, jury, there's a thing called a uh, conditional acceptance. You know, these guys never intended, and the, the the judge is going off. I told you not to say it. Strike that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, slam the damn door. Hey, Michael, let me call you back, okay, buddy? All right. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, he's calling back on the house. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, anyway, I'm not going to get into it. But anyway, uh, that's where that, that would have led to. Uh, this whole thing would have fell apart if they didn't mention that. They still won't even mention it in the Supreme Court. But, boy, if they don't almost do it a time or two. Uh, so that's where this is at. That's where I think this is going to go. Uh, it's probably going to be three to six months before they even uh, come back with a decision. Uh, so, yeah, it's still some time. <clears throat> it's still some time, and I'm sure the guys in pr prison are chomping at the bit. One of them tried to call the house here today while we were gone, and uh, there wasn't even an answer. That's probably what Michael's calling back about. He wants to talk about what Ron said. But, okay. Um, <clears throat> they've changed over all the controls. I think you still hit star six for um, questions. But either way, we have some other people now that are lined up for questions. I'll see if, see if I can uh, confirm what to hit for questions. Are you ready for that? Yeah, go ahead. All right, 509 area code. Oops, nope, wrong one. 509 area code. Hello? There you are. Go ahead. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess I watched the court. And, are you um, on a speakerphone or something? We can barely hear you. Okay. Is it better? Much better. No, it's a lot better. <laughs> um, I so appreciate what both of you guys are doing, really. I mean, just both. We, I, I um, don't know if you're aware of it or not. 
Chris, but there is another Telegram group with realtors that are taking the 1099As, and they're getting other realtors together. They go to yeah. your, yeah, they go to your YouTube, um, and it was pretty, it was pretty awesome to listen to them. I was with the court. Um, I didn't get there right on time. The computer said that I was there, but um, I had to go back and listen to the tape. And then I was freaking out because I thought, oh, my God, what happened to the next session? I don't know what, where, you know, because they said they were going to um, recess until 1, and then and then there was nothing. You were just gone, period. So there was a couple of people that were all, we were all panicked for you. Um, but I, I enjoyed yeah, I watching that very much. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming um, anyway. Me? I said thanks yes. for coming anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was very very interesting. It really was. I enjoyed. I I didn't get to see any of the other ones. Okay, so I have. I'm the. I'm one of the ones that um, have asked you in the past about you know putting liens on. Um, step family that they're not even related to my mother, but um, they were his kids as, you know, his kids and she was married to him. But um, she had a stroke. Right afterwards, he passed away. But he had dementia and they were, they hovered over him so that nobody would find that out. And they walked him through signing, you know, uh, over $100,000 out of their trust to his kids so that they would uh, get their inheritance. He really, I don't think he really knew what he was doing, but he did it. There isn't anything that we can do about that. I understand that. But um, right now, she's having to pay $5,000 a month for assisted care because to prevent anybody from taking care of her outside of the play, out of out, you know, outside of assisted care, they sold the house that belonged to her and him, and put it in the tr- put the money in the trust. Then he took the money out of the trust, put it into one of his kids' names, named them power of attorney, and paid them and their spouses each thirty thousand each because somehow or other that's legal in that state. And um, so it left her with not enough to repurchase another home. So she's stuck. And she's not okay. She's she's been deemed incompetent. She goes back and forth. She's there, and then she's not. Um, but she what she wanted to do was get back into her house and have her kids come and take turns taking care of her, which would run her about a thousand a month, you know. And they're forcing her to pay the five thousand because they had the trust tied up in an account that took the real power of attorney off, which was my sister, her daughter, off. So I don't know if there's anything that I can do to go after them to put the money back because I'm not power of attorney over my mom. And my sister is, and I don't think she would go for any of this 1099 thing. I I really don't think that she would do it. She would be, you know, afraid that she would somehow get in trouble or or change the legal, the attorney that my mom now has and, you know, stuff like that. So I, I didn't know about that number one. And um, number two, I wanted to also thank you for, I sent my email in for the 1099A. So it'll be my first one to send it in. And I just need to get out of this place. There's like my set moved in and I have, it's an older place. 
I got myself into a jam. It was an alcoholic marriage, and so I got divorced. I'm out. I need to get my name changed, and that is a problem because I have started all my processes in my maiden name, and I'm doing the the one where I'm leaving, you know, I'm not giving up, um, you know, Social Security and, you know, all that, but I'm going foreign, foreign trust, tax-free. So I am a national. Yeah, yeah. and... That's got nothing I didn't to do know. with uh, y'all. Y'all out here that are doing this, uh, I'm a state national and I'm a foreign national. You still have a Social Security Seth K. Trust. And it has nothing to do with all that other stuff y'all are playing around with. That's got that's got nothing to do with it. Uh, that's it's a, it's a trust. You're never going to be able to do anything with that uh, until you're 65, at okay. least, before you can try, try anything. So you're safe. Uh, you can do all the other stuff y'all are doing and. You know, doing the you know thumbprints on the stuff and the stamps and you know all that other stuff y'all want to do. That's that's fine. Knock yourself out, uh, but it's not going to affect your social security account. Uh, you're not gonna, that's not going to affect it at all. Uh, all this stuff y'all are doing on the side is just a sidebar. You know of what's of of, of what you. It's not going to affect it. It doesn't matter if you're a U.S. citizen or. Know, foreign national or uh, a state national or uh, you know whatever one of the lost children on the with Peter Pan uh, it doesn't matter uh, those lost children still have a social security number. Uh, they still have a trust they're still a beneficiary there's nothing you can do uh, short of dying uh, than to not be the beneficiary uh, the thing with your 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 mother, uh, man, I've heard that story so many times, uh, and that's what happens. Uh, it happened with my mom and her family. Uh, you know, my granddad made all this money and paid off the house, and you know he dies, and my grandma gets remarried to this other dude, don't have nothing but a car, uh, moves into her house, my grand her and my granddad's house. Uh, she buys him a brand new pickup truck, nice new car, you know, and then she convinces she convinces my grandma to, you know, make a new will. He's got five kids and my grandma's got two. Yeah. And so now everything is split equally. Everybody gets every kid gets an equal portion, you know, so you hear about this all the time. Uh, you know, families uh you know, uh, second wives and second husbands and other kids coming into the marriage. And, uh, you know, if your sister's not going to do, if your sister's going to stay inside the the norm of the legal system, uh, then she probably needs to go to talk to an attorney and find out what she can do. Uh, you know, I don't give legal advice. Uh, I do what I do. They do what they do. Uh, I, I know. hate it for your I mom. I hate, I hate it for your mom. I really do. And I hate it for yeah, you Yeah, well, I don't... You guys, yeah, I don't you know what to do shit, to help you her. You guys got shit out of your inheritance. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Well, if your sister's got power of attorney, 
the you you can't do nothing to help her. Move her into your home and take care of her all the time. Uh because the if your sister's not willing to do anything, ain't nothing can happen. Right. Uh you know. I don't think I can move her into my home. Yeah. Well, I'm saying if you're, you know, you say, I can't, there's nothing I can, you know, what can I do for my mom? Uh, that's about the extent of it. Uh, okay, yeah. Well, I, you know, you're I not meant, the power of attorney. No, I know. Yeah. I, I didn't mm-hmm. even know if I was the power of attorney, if I could, you know, do a 1099A for a house for my mom. I, I know you're not supposed to do that, but if there's, you know, any anything at all, because you know, I don't live in do, the same you, state. Yeah, what you can do is do a 1099A for your house and then move your mom in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I could do that if she's got power of attorney, though. But anyway, I just wanted to... I um, got a question for you. What is the group of the um, realtors that is uh, going strong on this? Oh, it's um, Jarrett, Realtor. Oh, gosh, what is the name of that? Uh, let me yeah. let me pull the. Um, <clears throat> I haven't Jarrett got an invite. Investors. Yeah. Jarrett Realtors Investors. Yes. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I haven't it's got all an one invite word. into that. Nor have I. Yeah. Nor have I talked to anybody like that. Uh, I've only talked to one realtor that acted like she was, She would put one together. Uh, you know. Here's the thing about that, folks. Uh, if if this is another scam, uh, these folks could be getting your vital information. Uh, I've seen, and the only reason I'm saying I'm not saying that they're not legit. All I'm saying is they haven't made any attempt to contact me so far. Uh, but know, they talk about you. They, what, they reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all do. Uh, you know the the guy who had the scam going with the dealership talks about me. Uh, there's oh. another one that uh, they were taught exclusively by me, and uh, that's not true. Uh, you know, they, it, it's it, it's nothing for you all to sit down and, and learn this stuff and then turn around and go, you know, I was taught by Chris. Or, yeah, you were from my videos, uh, you know. And, I, you know, I'm not saying that they're not legit. All I'm saying is be very careful. I think they're doing another um, Q&A on Saturday. I can send you the link, and then you can go to it if you want to. Yeah, yeah. See, the the one realtor that I have talked to that talked about doing doing a, a, a Telegram channel, you know, I said, look, man, don't let anybody with realtors in it. Uh, you know, and then invite me, and I'll, you know, I, it's not, I'm not going to tell you all how to run the business. Uh, <clears throat> that's up to you. But I can be the liaison between that Telegram group and the Telegram group that's getting together for uh, people that want to buy houses. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can bring their information that they're that they're that they're finding. And bring it out here to y'all. Say, hey, man, uh, you know, this is what these guys are doing. Uh, you know, uh, here, here would be my question. Uh, is this Telegram group 
going to ten, help you 1099A, buy a house, and contract it with gold and silver, and are they going to, when they sell it to you, uh, or when the when the buyer sells it, uh, or the seller sells it to the buyer, uh, is the buyer going to get an allodial title? Uh, that would be my concern. You know, if they're talking something like that, then then I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Uh, even if they haven't, it talk to me. You know, if they're out here trying to uh, help y'all get property, uh, you know, the house of your dreams, uh, that comes with uh, a contract that says you bought it with gold and silver and and that you're getting an allodial title, so it'll come off of the tax books. Are they offering that? That would be the one. That'd be the question I'd ask. Hey, these houses we're buying, did they come off the tax books? Uh, and then I'd still be cautious about that because you don't know. Uh, you know, and that's what they're going to dig for. When they get you all in here, they're going to go, hey, uh, uh, you know, uh, well, send us uh, $50 or $500 in uh and your personal information, uh, because that's what's going on out there right now, folks. There's a half a dozen people out there claiming to be me right now. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, some kind of there problem. is. But I got I got messed up by one of them. But um, I yeah. I don't think that these guys are scammers, though. Um, I They are taking, you know, they take the 5%, you know, for doing it. They actually are realtors. And they're doing the escrow and stuff. They talked about several, um, they saw, talked to several people that were realtors that were at the meeting uh, last night, I believe it was, on the YouTube. And then they had had a meeting, a question and answer two days before that. And they were having another one on Saturday. They are helping people find, which I'm not in agreement with doing the 1099A online, but to each their own. But they were helping people get set up with those, and then um, they don't—they're not sending in anybody's 1099s. They're not filling anybody's 1099s out, but they will take care of the escrow um, on the properties and and stuff like that. They don't want money sitting into their account, so they need you to get it out on a timely fashion. If you are taking more than 20% of the money that that you spend for the house specifically, um, and you take more than 20% out, you're looking at, you know, fraud, you're looking at trouble, and they don't want any part of that either. So they seem like they're pretty much on the up and up. I don't know why they never, they haven't gotten around to inviting you yet, but they do enjoy you and your YouTube, so. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of of the. So we have some other people waiting. Okay. All right. Uh, I wish you well. Tell your sister Thank to you. get out. Well, I hate to say this because I hate lawyers, but, uh, you know, have your sister go. She don't want to play ball our way. She can play ball their way. I know. She's already been fighting their way, and she isn't winning anything. So I told her I was going to try to take the bull by the reins, but I can't do anything. I can't even get my mom a house unless I move back there, you know. So anyway, yeah, well, thank when, you for your, your sister time. Stresses, when yeah, okay. When your sister stresses out bad enough and, and sees that it doesn't work, uh, that's what we do. That's how come I'm doing what I'm doing. I tried to play their way. They don't like to play. Yep. Uh, they don't like to play fair, so I, I stopped playing fair, too. Uh, maybe your sister <laughs> yep. would take your sister coming around to that. 
But uh, yeah, I hope so. In, if, okay. Thank yes, you. and thank you. And if you need anything ever, I will help any way that I can. Appreciate you. Sure do. Okay, let's see. So we got a new button here. Let's see what happens. Next question. Hello, Chris. Oh. Can you hear? Yes. Yeah. Go right ahead. Yeah. Thank you very much for the opportunity to speak and good evening, family. Um, I have a specific question related to conditional acceptance. Right? And I think it's going to be better if I just explain a little bit. Uh, my conditional acceptance is based on the COVID vaccination. And uh-huh. I am now targeting three different institutions or events, right? Basically, I work in a hospital, yeah. and I am work. I work for a hospital, but I am located in university. I managed to get a okay. religion exceptions for that, right? After a huge fight, and just five days ago, I was denied access to a national meeting on research due to the lack of proof of vaccination. So. Uh, my question, my first question would be based on timing, right? My my religion exemption was accepted, forced accepted, uh, like six months ago. So, and the other was just my uh, my denial of access of participation was five days ago. So I was extremely stressed out and I from working on the hospital conditional acceptance I jumped to the this one from the meeting. Um wonder if there is a limitation or because I already got the religion as religion extension, right? Whether I still can target all the people involved, right? In the hospital and in the university. These are huge institutions, and they, I, I need to work it out very well because in terms of health, I will not be able to play with them. I need to go in terms of pers- uh, personal rights, right, uh, human rights, more than health-related issues. The second question would be, what is the pushback? Because I have seen and read most of the files in the chat, in the in Telegram, and seen all your videos, but there is no evidence of what happened when there is a kickback if someone is able to answer a conditional acceptance. So I need to prepare for that because my job will be totally in jeopardy. <clears throat> uh, that is the second yeah, question. Well. The, okay. Uh, you so you want me to go with the questions, about, or you want to? Uh-huh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so your your issue is the vax, and uh, you're not wanting to take it, and uh, and you sent a conditional acceptance in. Right. Uh, have you got the conditional acceptance for the vaccine uh, that I share? No, not your one. No, I, I I really okay. would like to have an access on that. We got we got one that's we got one that's crazy thorough, crazy thorough. Uh, okay. And uh, <clears throat> I was just wondering if that's the that's the one you'd put in there. 
Uh, no, no, no. As far no. as there being any, yeah. Uh, so you you sent it in, and they got no, no, well, I didn't your send, conditional acceptance. No, no, I didn't send anything yet. Okay, so you haven't no, sent I, a conditional acceptance in yet. No. Okay. No. Because and you're, because and you're I, just wondering. Go ahead. Well, sorry to interrupt you. There is a, a lack of time in the communication. I don't. I want you to speak. I don't. Sorry about that. Uh, the thing is that I oh, okay. I learned that I had this option like three months ago, and I started working immediately because I really felt a violation of my right and my will. I I, I went through coercion, force, co- consent to undo influence to offer of money, offer of food, offer so many things, right? And and I, I am one of one, there is two guys on the medical group in a hospital that hold for 40,000 employees that got their religion acceptance. So I know I am alone on this. There is nobody to talk to, right? And when I, yeah. when I hear you and the, the, the group and I got involved, I put my whole steam on this, right? But I, I have a lot of questions, right? Oh, for example, I, I, I have almost two close to finished, and I wonder all the time, what is going to be the pushback? What happens if they manage to answer in a very, let's say, in a good way or in a bad way, but they give me something yeah. back? You're, you're, what you're saying is when you put the conditional acceptance in, uh, what kind of ramifications are there going to be from it? Uh, yeah. They're going to be upset. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you right now, you're, uh, you're going to be crazy upset. Uh, but you can put in the conditional acceptance, uh, you know, that if they fire you because of it, uh, that the that the, uh, the claim of lien is going to, uh, quadruple. Uh, you okay. know what I mean? Uh, okay. The, uh, yeah, if you're going to fire me, it's a three million right now. But if you're going to fire me, the, you know this automatically goes to twelve. Okay. And uh, they're going to first thing they're going to do is they're going to take it probably take it to their legal department. They're probably going to take it to their legal department because that's what they do when they see these and they're unfamiliar with them. Oh well, we better take this to the legal department. And let them look at it, uh, and and the legal department is probably going to tell them something. Uh, you better just leave this guy alone, uh, more than likely. Uh, but look, if you don't take the vaccine, you're going to get fired anyway. Uh, that's yeah. the role. Uh, and what I'm understanding about this vaccine is they've got a a genetically modified AIDS virus introduced into it in the Moderma and the uh, and the Pfizer. They've modified the AIDS virus to get yeah. this to get this vaccination uh, past the, the barrier, past the immune system barrier. Uh, there's deaths in the military is up by. Eleven hundred percent. Oh, jeez. Uh, people yeah. are getting so, freaking AIDS. People are testing so, positive for AIDS. So, 
you know, as far as uh, if you're concerned about, uh, uh, you know, losing your job, doing this conditional acceptance, you probably are. I'll just be straight with you. You're probably going to get canned. Uh, uh, but I'd rather be fired and have them owing me millions of dollars than, you know, keep stay on the job and, and get a jab and die in freaking a year from now. Uh, well, you know, I, I want to share you know, something with you and the and the group, right? Because I always hear that type of comments. And I am totally aware of everything that has been shared so far. I saw that video that you shared, Chris, on tel- in, in Facebook, right? Yeah. And I do, I do research. I work for research, right? And this is what I, in the way <clears throat> I am, I format in my conditional acceptance. I cannot prove that in any way, right? And, and I know they may not be able to prove it either. But because I cannot prove it, and it's only shared in a social media, I don't know if it, that is safe, because if they keep, uh, push me back with in any way, and I have to go and prove it, I know that there is, A, I don't have the vaccine to prove it, I don't have samples to prove it, B, I know that there will be no laboratory (laughs) willing to work with me, right? So in my conditional acceptance, I am trying to do not include that type of judgment or evidence or pushing in that direction because I don't know what they can do. Well, see, that's the thing, man. Right? Uh, That's the thing, brother, Uh, whether it's true or not. Uh, Put your conditional acceptance that, uh, that they've used the modified AIDS virus and then in the injection, and that's why I'm refusing it. And uh, Because, see, even if it's not true, mm-hmm. it will be. They're going to contractually agree that if you put in the conditional acceptance for the vaccine, uh, okay. that there's a lawyer, there's a lawyer out there right now that's suing uh, Biden, suing Biden, uh, for the Navy SEALs uh, because of this. Uh, okay. He's, he's, suing the, he's suing on behalf of the Navy SEALs. Okay. Uh, and, and that's what they're saying, that there's this modified AIDS virus. Uh, that's what they're suing for, even if it's not true. If you put it okay. into the body, if you put, if you mention it in the facts, Here's the facts. Uh, there's an AIDS virus in that vaccine, and it's killing folks. Uh, well, guess okay. what? They're going to, in 10 days, when they don't meet the conditions, they're going to contractually agree, whether it's true or not, that there's an AIDS virus in the vaccine. That's okay. how the conditional acceptance works, y'all. And that's why I say, uh, you know, in the facts, talk about the facts. Talk about what happened. Uh, you know, bend the truth a little bit. Hey, straight up freaking lie. Uh, because okay. in 10 days, they're not going to meet the conditions. Now, they're going to contractually agree. It's why through this whole uh, thing that we're going through, me and my friends are going through, they won't mention the conditional acceptance. Because the minute they do, they got to mention that they contractually agreed to let us do this to them. Okay. You know, how's the case going to hold together, y'all? 
if every one of them judges and, and public officials that got up on that stand and, and would have had to say, well, you know, I, I got the contract from this guy and, uh, you know, and in the contract it said I committed these crimes and, and uh, you know, and I also agreed that I committed these crimes. And I also agreed that I gave him power of attorney to do these liens. How long do you think? How long do you think the case would have lasted? You know, okay. they had to totally lie. They had to totally bring twenty-four people, twenty-five people, into that courtroom. Each one of them had to commit perjury to cover what to cover the lie. And so, when you do this, when you do your your vax and mask mandate uh, conditional acceptance. Uh, put whatever report you want to put in there. Uh, here's the, you know, put it in uh, in the facts and mention it in pertinent laws. Uh, according okay. to uh, Doctor So and So of the, you know, of, of of Bellevue or whatever hospital, uh, it says this. There's plenty of stuff out there that you could put in to support your argument. Uh, you know, this doctor said that, and, and then then cite the doctor and what it was he said, uh, because okay. they're going to contractually agree that that doctor's right. Okay. Uh, you, like you, like I said, dude, if you don't want to lose your job with the with the hospital, university hospital you're working at, uh, you probably just want to uh, hold on to the conditional acceptance and don't serve anybody with it. Because I'm telling you, the minute you do, they're going to start. They may not fire you on account of it, but they're going to find a way to fire you. They're not going to say, "Oh, well, we fired him because he." We we fired him because he put a, you know, a twelve million dollar lien on about a half a dozen of us. Uh, you know, no, they're going to find some other reason, job performance or some kind of crap, to fire you. Okay. Okay. So, so does that answer your question? Let me, yeah, let me ask you two more. Two more. Um, uh, Make it quick, please, because we've taken a lot yes, of time please. with you. There's a lot of people waiting. Sorry about that. Um, if, if, the, if the people involved in the conditional acceptance is located in different states, should I add the attorney general from each state or only my state? No, just the state, just the state where the hospital's in. Okay. No, no. Well, but the, the meeting, the the meeting-related uh, conditional acceptance was in different state, Pennsylvania. I, I'm in Michigan, right? So should I put yeah. Michigan what, attorney or what hospital? What hospital are you working at, and what state is it in? Okay, I am in Michigan. That's I work actually, in Michigan. Okay, then Michigan's attorney general is who you're going to get. Okay, you but, live but in Michigan, for, right? Yes. But for the so you already got I the work. principles in the other you already got the principles in the other state when you name, when you start sending conditional acceptances to all yes. these supervisors and stuff that's involved, even if they're in another state and even if they're in another hospital, that's another no, no, principle but, you've already yes, added but, them in do it I do it talking, just. just I am talking related to the Congress, the meeting that I was denied access. I was uh, discriminated for, for not providing the proof of vaccination five days ago, right? 
Yeah. Uh, the, the, this was in Pennsylvania, not in Michigan. So should I add the attorney general from Pennsylvania or from each state where the... Yeah, you can add them both. If you want to add the Pennsylvania attorney general, go ahead and send okay. him one too. Okay. It's not going to hurt. Okay, okay. And my last one. Sorry about this one. My last one. What determines the amount of money that you put in the conditional acceptance? Okay, that's a good question. A lot of people ask. Hey, look at here, man. I always use three, six, nine, twelve. Three million, six million, nine million, twelve million. Why? Because those numbers are the Fazio numbers. That's why. Uh, you want to know why I, I, I picked this much? You want to know why I picked $3 million? Because $3 million is enough money to get their attention, but it's not a crazy okay. amount of money. Okay. Okay? Uh, okay. Pick what you want. You can you can do it for 20 bucks. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, you know I'm what I mean? That, I that doesn't that. matter. Uh, okay. I like doing it. I like doing three, three, six, or nine million because three, six, okay. and nine are, is the, three, six, nine is, is the, uh, if you, if you can understand three, six, nine, you can understand the universe. Okay. I know <laughs> what you're talking. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Sorry. Okay, thank you. Person. All right, brother. Have a good thank night. Thank you. Bye. Let's see if I get next question, if he automatically mutes. Let's see. Next question. Hello? Yes, 318 area code. Go ahead. Yes, I was just going to ask. Thank you for taking my call. I was just going to ask. It's been over 60 days since um, my trustee sent in my documents, and I just wanted to know and find out exactly what I need to do. Um, uh, My uh, my 1099A, uh, it's been over 60, 60 days and we haven't heard anything. Okay. What'd you do the 1099A for? Um, it was uh, through a realty company, a realtor for a house. Okay, so you did a 1099A 60 days ago for a house. More than and that. So you did the OID, you did the OID, the 96 yes. and all that, right? And we did it all correctly. Okay, you haven't yes, heard sir. from You haven't heard haven't from heard yet? From Call them. Call the After treasury. 60 days, if you guys haven't heard back from the from the IRS, call them. Well, you every can call time I go to or the realtor can call. We tried calling and we cannot get to a live person, no matter how hard we try or what buttons we push. Okay, uh, uh, call the treasury. Okay. Call the treasury, okay. and if they give you the runaround, tell them you want to talk to the inspector general. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that was my question. I appreciate you guys. All right, thank you. All right, thank you. That's what's up, y'all. That's what's up, y'all. If you haven't heard from from the IRS uh, in, in sixty days, they got six. They got forty five days to do what they're supposed to do. But you know how it is with the the, the wheels of bureaucracy; they turn slow. Uh, they give you sixty days to respond. They always do that. When they send you something, they're going to say, you have 60 days to respond, or you have 60 days to appeal this or whatever. Fill out the appeals forms, right? Uh, Well, if they're giving you 60 days, you give them 60 days. And 
if if you can't get someone at the IRS to answer the phone, uh, then go to the the the, uh, the treasury. Call the treasury. Uh, you're going to get somebody in the treasury. You're going to get a live voice, somebody in the treasury. They say, look, I'm having trouble with this. Uh, another thing you can do is go to tax1099.com. Tax1099.com. And when you get to that site, uh, they're going to ask you for your email. Well, you probably already have it. If not, they're probably going to ask you for your email address. And then they're going to show you uh, 1099A or whatever 1099A, I think you pull it up. And what you do is you fill in that one on their site uh, like you did the one you sent in, exactly like the one you sent in, the correct information in all the fields. And then you submit that, and they're going to search that 99A to see what's up with it. And in a few days, you're going to get an email from the this website, uh, and it's going to say whether it's been received or not. If it's been received, then they're working on paying you. They're working on paying it out. Uh, if you can't get a hold of somebody, like I say, you can't get a hold of somebody at the IRS, call the Treasury and tell them you won't speak with the Inspector General. If they, if the Treasury people explain to them the situation, look, I filed a 1099-A, and I want to find out why this stuff or uh, uh, an individual... Right. I, uh, I submitted a 1099A uh, to some folks, and they filed it with a 1040, uh, a 1099A, a 1099OID, 1096, and 1040B. Uh, and, and I need to find out, uh, you know, what's up, what's going on with that. Uh, they'll they'll search it. They'll they'll say, well, you know, well, let's check it out. Uh, let's They'll they'll either send you to someone in the treasury that can help you find that, help you run it down. If not, call directly to the IRS, transfer you directly to the IRS and someone to talk to. Uh, I don't know what's up with the IRS, but I've never had a time that I couldn't call the IRS and punch around on the buttons and get a and get a you know. A real person on the phone. Uh, try it, uh, and if it if, if it fails, yeah. that's what I did. Uh, two three day two three days in a row, I tried to talk with the people at the IRS, and I wasn't getting. They were hanging up on me. Okay, I'm done bullshitting. I'm calling the freaking treasury. Uh, you know, we'll see what the treasury's got to say. They straighten it out real quick, and that's what I would suggest you do. Are you still there? Yes. Okay. All right. Okay, so, thank you very um, much. You... Uh, what? Quickly, please. Quickly. Yes, I haven't. Uh, no, it's a different. Sorry, I'm new. I haven't asked the question yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. No, yeah, sorry. he go, switched go over right before he, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Um, so I'm actually kind of in the same position as the last two callers. Um, I am kind of on the uh with the last caller about 
submitting a 1099 and not hearing anything back. We've kind of gone through the title area, and they didn't want to do it for us. So um, fortunately, I'm not officially mar- or legally married, so I'm using my husband as a trustee. And we're, we submitted an 8888 with that, and I um, certified mail it, so I know they received it. And I'm I'm kind of wondering if I don't see any activity in two weeks, uh, what should I expect out of that? And I've already uh, made an account with the 1099, uh, the tax 1099 online, the .com, and I was a little confused okay. about it, so you just clarified that up um, for me uh, to move forward with that. But I'm just worried that I've tried several other things, and this is kind of like my last Hail Mary, if you will, um, other than I don't know how else to get the money to them uh, besides that. But um, I know I can conditionally accept, but I just want to – like I've called the, the Treasury in Puerto Rico and actually talked to somebody, and they had no idea what was going on. Like I, he gave me one site to go to. I'll have to look it up, but I did – I take pictures because I knew I was never going to get that information again. But every time I call the IRS or the Treasury, it's usually uh, a runaround to even get the number to call. And then when you get somebody, they don't know anything and can't answer one question. And it's like all that for nothing. So it's a dead end. Um, but I, I get the route of the Attorney General. Uh, yeah, the, the AG or the IG. Um, I was in the military too. I'm, I'm a combat vet, so... I have friends still in the military. Thank She's got her serving. booster and all that. Thank you. Thank you for serving. But my, yeah, some of my best friends are in there, and they're just so swamped with work, and they don't know what's going like on. She doesn't even want to give any attention to that because she's stressed already. And I'm like, like, warn her that yeah. what all you said about the vax is completely true. My mom and family have taken it, and I've, I don't know what what else like fortunately i got out in 2018 and then went overseas to work and then came to came to new york and went to school and i'm i was a one lab away from my degree my biology degree and i didn't want to be forced to take the vaccine so i haven't completed my degree yet but that's a whole nother story yeah. i'm just kind of worried about the house at the moment thank you sorry for yeah, that yeah. how uh that that uh, that's okay. Thanks thanks for, like like again. Thanks for serving. Uh, try not to stretch your friends out. They're stre- they're stressing out. Uh, yeah. Uh, one thing I have I noticed. Just, one thing I have noticed, yeah. folks, is a lot of a lot of people that I know that have ha- have completed the vax stay sick all the time. Uh, they stay sick mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. My cousin's daughter. My cousin's daughter uh, took her va- took her three vax shots while she was pregnant. Uh, now her kids stay sick all the time. That baby's not even 10 months old and has probably been to the hospital 20 freaking times. Uh, this baby stays sick. Uh, and then everybody is, uh, that that I know for certain has taken that vaccine, they stay sick all the time, man. There's something up with that. Uh, as mm-hmm. far as the, it's attacking the 8888 their goes, yeah, it attacks it. Actually, it already has. It shut it completely down. Yeah. Uh, they stay yeah. sick all the time. That's why. AIDS, people with AIDS stay sick all the time. Uh, and that's what kills them. It's not the virus that kills them. It's the sicknesses that they get. Their mm-hmm. immune system doesn't handle it. But uh, with the 8888, 
they usually once they get the paperwork, it's in like like I said, two to three weeks. It shouldn't be mm-hmm. no more than four. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, your significant other is uh, acting as trustee and purchasing the house from. Uh, is it a for sale by owner or? No, we're we're putting go? it somewhat in an escrow account. So uh, we've already. I have a buyer's agent, and he's been really great. And he actually had a lawyer friend, so she kind of helped us out, and because she knows she's actually. Uh, we've got lucky, and she has a trust of her own, so she specializes in trust law. So we yeah. really got lucky, but she's super swamped right now, and um, we're just trying to think ahead with, I think it's been just under a week, so we're we're just keeping an eye on things. And I know oh, yeah, uh, yeah. he's our it's buyer's agent reached out. Yet. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, but I don't want to be at the time to sweat and be like, oh, yeah, come on, that end of the week call. It. I need that call. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. he's, uh, you know, we're getting, we're going over the time in the contract now. So he reached out to extend the contract because we are in contract for this. Um, but we kind of blamed it on the title company because their uh, inefficiency with the, the knowledge of blind trust to <laughs> – even file it. I'm, you know, I can conditionally accept that, and I'll, I, I get that process, and I will if they don't do what I ask. But so on. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's. I kind of. Yeah, you uh, got it. Just uh, keep waiting, and if you have like when that six or when that three or four weeks is up, and if they ain't got mm-hmm. the money to use, then I would be I'd be on to somebody over it. Because see, here's the thing. Can when I call the Puerto Rico one back? Spend, the Puerto, the Re- Puerto, Puerto Rico, Rico is the inter. No, the Treasury is not in. The Treasury is not in Puerto Rico. What is in Puerto That's Rico the is the. No, it's not even the IRS. It's the Internal Revenue. Oh, the internal that's right. Revenue yeah, IRS and IRS, yeah, different. Yeah. Yeah. See, the IRS is Internal Revenue Service. Mm-hmm. Right, they Clever are. Uh, they, they're the <laughs> servicers for the for internal revenue. Uh, mm-hmm. No, you're going to want to go. You're going to want to go. Uh, if you're going to go see the treasury, you're going to. Yeah, that's in D.C. But uh, do I ask for like the private side? Is there like because when I call, people obviously have no idea what I'm talking about, and I know there's a public side and private side to everything. So just trying to get the number or anybody that would have an inkling of an idea of what's going on um, to conversate with. That's been, you know, the biggest pitfall for I think most of us is just getting someone on the phone and, you know, able to help. Yeah, it's hard It's hard to do. It, you, you'll spend quite a few hours on hold that, uh, yeah, I remember when I first got out in the early 90s and, and I would be on hold for three or four hours, three or four hours on hold uh, with the VA trying to get some <laughs> talk to somebody. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's, it's complicated, but you, uh, you know, just, I, yeah, stay on top of it, and you're gonna. You're yeah, gonna we are. It. We are. We're we're all, working that, hard that and money. That paperwork when you send it in. There's somebody that opens it up and goes, oh, okay, this goes into here. Yeah. And this yeah. goes over here in this machine. And they're not even paying attention to what it is that's on the document. 
They say, oh, here's yeah. the OID. Shoot it into the OID machine, and and then they oh the the ninety six shoot it into the ninety six machine. You know, it, it, so it we, most of that stuff is completely automated. So yeah, when they yeah. put the information in, it's the computer doing all the work. Shouldn't be it shouldn't shouldn't be trouble getting it transferred. Now the the so, the the eighty eight eighty eight is. The money from the eighty-eight, eighty-eight is going to the uh, the uh, the this title company. Well, no, it's going, it going to they wouldn't they wouldn't allow it. Yeah, it's, yes, yes. Okay, so the escrow account is your is your uh, significant other's account. Yes. Right. Okay. Well, it's a regular is bank that a account. Beneficiary? No, it's not. And you better get it. Well, here's what I would suggest. As soon as that money does hit, uh, uh-huh. get it out. Get it out. Right. Get it That's out what we plan to. House. Get that house. Wire bought. it. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, you do not want to have that kind nope. of money sitting around in the account that isn't a bit. Yeah, we called the bank, account. and I, I asked questions up and down about, um, you know, the I know it's only 250000 and is there a cap, and what is this, and blah, blah, blah. Anything I can think of, I called them and asked. Because um, we have, I I opened up a bank account with my beneficiary signature, and um, I didn't have any like no pushback because I don't I don't really think they knew what they were doing. But I went up and down about trying to get a wet signature, and she said they can't even get the it's all electronic, so I had to sign electronically. Um, but I I had them send yeah, me a copy, and I took screenshots. So I, I yeah, that's my dedicated beneficiary, but I. I finally wrote my first check yesterday, and I tried to use it at the grocery store. And I was thinking, because I don't have any money, I I put like they had like a gift certificate for fifty dollars for being a veteran. So I used their coupon to freaking put fifty dollars into my account, and that's the only money that's been in there. Um, but the grocery yeah. store rejected yeah, my my check because uh, I don't know why if it was their machine or whatnot. But I was like, that's weird. But I didn't see any activity on on my bank saying it, you know, tried to access and deny because of no funds or whatever. So I don't know if it was their system or that, but um, I don't know. What you might want to what you might want to do is what you might want to do is when that money hits his his escrow account, is transferred mm-hmm. to your beneficiary account. Okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? As soon as you yeah. notice it uh-huh. hits his account. But once it hits his yeah. account, have him transfer it over to yours, and then use that use that account to buy the house with. Okay. You know All right. Yeah. That yeah. That would work perfect. When it's in a beneficiary account, it's hard for the government or even the bank to let it go. Right. Right. Okay. Right, so yeah. That, that was a plan question. to get it out. Yes. Um, okay. Um, one more, just about the Elodio title. Once we go through and we get them paid, then what is our next step in, in getting the Elodio title? Because we already told them we don't want them to register anything on our part, blah, 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 uh, the whole bit. And well, what is our next action after? Well, it's, it's, it's all going to have to do with the contract that you have with the seller. Uh, if you can have the seller say, uh, They've well, already agreed you know, I'll take... Yeah, if they if they agree to uh, even twenty one silver dollars added to the uh-huh. amount of the price of the house, 
uh, yeah, that that's makes in the you constitutional. <laughs> yeah. Then you really don't, because you got the contract, you really don't need an allodial title because you're not going to register that. You're not going to register the, the, the property anyway. The constitutional uh, money that's in. If you'll do, yeah, yeah. If you'll do, uh, if you'll do uh, a search on, on allodial titles, uh, there's all kinds of information out there to tell you how to get started. Uh, okay. You have to go back a little ways. You have to do some research uh, okay. to find out where the original title was at to the property uh, before all the shenanigans started. Okay. Uh, and it well, can be done because a lot of people are doing it. Yeah. Well, I just want to say but to my not, name is Mindy. Yeah, you can. I was the one that was saying Mindy. hi on the, your lives the other day. Um, but I I oh, was okay. in the Air Force for 13 years, and I'm I'm 100% disabled. And I went through the DV, and I was in Korea when I got out working for Booz Allen. Like, I've got a story. So I'm happy to help any veteran going that route because I'm very knowledgeable on even going to school and all that. Um, so I'm a great outlet. Where was you stationed you, at? In, where was you stationed at in Korea? All over. Whatever. Oh, base. Korea. My first base was Osan, and then in 2014 I was in Kunsan. So both yeah, of them. I've been to both <laughs> it's it's yeah, changed so much, but yeah, I was in Okinawa, uh, Wichita. That was McConnell, um, uh, uh, Mildenhall, which is England, and then Monster, yeah. Montana. And I I did eight months. Hey, that's like, where the. Give me out. Hey, that's where. But I'm originally from Wyoming. In England, that's. Are you? That's that. That air base in uh, in in England is the one where they had the UFO sighting at, wasn't it? Yeah, and then and in Montana, and in Montana. Oh, I'm yeah. a big. You know, I'm all about the world as a stage. Like I'm, I'm so on that level. My 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 husband is the one that pointed out. Um, um Jack Morgan. Uh, what is it? Uh. Jordan Maxwell, gosh, oh. I had a brain fart. Yeah, he's the one that emailed. Yeah, he, just, he says that. Yeah. yeah, we spoke with him yeah, on. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's the one yeah, that he just said because we 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 had a Skype call with him because we follow his work and uh, he. Yeah. So, so we, we do have some I, other people waiting. Okay. All right. Yeah, I would love to call. We talk about this later. Okay. Maybe. Thank you so much. Thanks for yeah, thank you. Thanks for serving. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, three three seven. Go ahead. Hey, can you hear me? Okay. Hey, what's up? Uh, well, yeah. it's kind of echoey. If you can get it off speakerphone, that would be great. Can you hear me now? Are you still on speakerphone? Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Are you on speakerphone? No. Okay. She might just have a weak signal. Okay. Well, that I sounds did. echoey. Go ahead. Go ahead. What's your question? I'm going to go outside here. This is Michelle Elizabeth. Can you yes, hear me now? Talk. Yes, we can. Oh, go ahead, yeah. We're good. Okay. All right. Um, I got one question on uh, the conditional acceptance that I'm working on for an employer. Um, somebody was telling me that um, because I had a verbal agreement, that I needed to prove that I had a verbal agreement with him um, and that I could turn the verbal agreement into a written agreement. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Because I'm just about done with it. 
and it would actually set me back probably uh, about sixty days. Yeah, you got a you got a verbal contract with somebody, and you want to turn it into a written contract. That's he said that I should. Somebody in the group was telling me that I should turn the verbal agreement into a written agreement because I really didn't have any proof. The only proof that I had was from a text message that I sent to him um, when I was going to um, file a complaint with the uh, Texas State um, Employment Commission for back wages. And um, the only thing that he said was is in response to my question um, was I asked him if he was going to pay me back the money that he owes me from changing my wages because what he did was he changed my um, wages two different times. Um, one, when I first started there, he agreed to pay me $13 an hour, and then when I got my check, it was $11 an hour. And then I, got, I asked him about it, um, and he said, well, we'll just see how it works out. And, um, and then I said some other things to him, and then he gave me a promotion uh, to manage another store because I have experience in managing. And, um, and he agreed to pay me, um, I think it was sixteen fifty an hour, um, and I'd be working 60 hours a week. Um, and then when I got my check, it was twelve fifty an hour. So um, there's several shortages in the checks, and I have all that documented. And then when I went to go to the state uh, Texas Commission, I asked him if he was going to pay me back extra money, and I said, no, I didn't. And then he said, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. She sounds like she's got the same problems I got. (laughs) All her problems aren't that bad. Uh, Yeah, no doubt. Uh, No, I'm talking about what's the phone. Yeah. Uh, I think I got. I think I got what she's saying. Okay. Um, if she can come back on here or not. Uh, uh, she wants she's to, still logged on, but. Yeah, I'm here. I'm still a, here. Uh, okay. I think. I think what. You, I think what you're you're getting at there is, uh, this guy offered to pay you X amount of dollars, and then he shortened you, and then he gets yes. you moved to another job, promising you more, and then he's shorting you again. Uh, yes. And you're trying to get you're trying to turn this into a written agreement. Uh, or That's written what contract. was suggested. Yeah, well, check it out. The conditional acceptance is your written contract. Uh, That's what I thought all yeah, along, yeah. and I I said that. Yeah, I don't know how you would change a verbal contract into a written contract without two signatures, uh, because. Uh, you know, like I was telling Lavely today, uh, we were talking about how we signed the signatures on the contracts, the prison contract, the parole contract. And I told him, I said, look, there's only one signature on the parole contract or the alleged contract. Uh, it's not a contract. I don't care how you sign it. It's still not a contract because there's there has to be two con- there has to be two signatures on the contract. For it to be a contract, there has That's to be true. a meeting of the mind. Yes. Right? So yes. nobody has a parole contract. Nobody does. They might want to mm-hmm. call it that, but it's not really a – it's like the driver's license. The cops will say, well, you signed a contract when you got the driver's license. No, I didn't because there's no other signature but mine on the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and and that that's the the, the law of contract. Uh, if you want to take, uh, if you want to say, okay, we said this, and then you know I said that, and then you said this, uh, and that's a verbal contract. Well, I'm, he's not going to give you that. That he's not going to help you convert that uh, verbal contract into a written contract. So, well, what was suggested to me was is that I would send him a notice of what what was stated, and then by his non-performance, um, I would put down what he owed me and any back wages and any future um, wages that I have lost since October of last year, because um, I've been looking for a job since October of last year. And um, I just finally got a little job flipping burgers. You know, I, I don't care what I'm doing. I got a little something that's better than nothing. Um, but you know, it's nothing than what, what what we agreed to pay that he agreed to pay me. And so basically, what the guy yeah. was telling me was is that when you send a notice of okay, you pay me, and by his non-performance, um, it turns it into a written yeah. agreement. And that's what I was yeah, wondering what your what? thoughts were on that. Yeah, yeah. I would do the conditional acceptance. That way you're owing me right now, and you're you're already putting it down. But if you wanted to do like I was telling you to do, what you would do is you would send him a letter, right? Certified mail, mm-hmm. return receipt. Uh, that's a contract. And in there you're going to state, you said you're going to pay me this, and you pay me that. And then you told me if I took this other job, you'd give me 60 hours a week, and you'd pay me that. But you only paid me this. And you contractually agree to that because you signed right. for this. You signed for this common law contract. Uh, then I you're see. Have it because see, right? Well, you know, here's you the other thing too, Chris. Is that I do have um, a text message from someone else that worked for him. Um, that also stated that um, he was ripping her off too, and she she left the job as well. So I do have that those yeah. text messages to back me up. Um, but he was basically saying the guy yeah. was basically saying that I wanted needed to cover my ass and prove some shit, you know, so that I don't have you know fraud or whatever come back on me. Um, but yeah, yeah. in my opinion, I, yeah, I'm totally with what you're saying. Yeah, hit him with the conditional acceptance. And mention the because I'm just about done with it. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah, you might as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much done, almost done with it. I just got a few more things to research, and I'll be ready to send it your way for yeah. you to review it. Um, I've greatly improved it from the first time I sent to, sent it to you. I don't know if you ever got it or not. Um, I know you've had some yeah. phone problems, and I recently had phone problems as well. And I just am able to get back online. I've been uh, yeah. <laughs> set back about two weeks. So, all right, then. Well, yeah, I'm just going to keep moving forward. All right. Well, thank you so much. Take care. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, you two have a blessed night. Okay, 954 area code. Go ahead. Yeah, how are you doing? Uh, I have a quick question, and it is um, actually um, uh, about 15 months ago, um, I had to go through a – bankruptcy process just because, you know, um, I was through, uh, going through financial situations and uh, my lawyer recommended in order to save my house to go ahead and, and, and file for it, which I did and which I agree and which I've been paying for the last 15 months, uh, which is actually taking about 58 to 60% of my monthly income uh, after tax 
and I uh, just want to know if there's anything that I can do to try to, you know, uh, pursue a negotiation or anything that I can get out of this, because it's a five years term. Uh, it's only been 15 months. And, you know, you have to go, every time you got to do something, you have to go through the, through the lawyers to get any approvals and all that kind of stuff. So I just don't know if it's anything legal or that I can do uh, to, you know, to get out of this. Yeah, well, 1099Cs were filed on all your debts. Uh, what chapter did you file? Eleven. That's what I thought. That's what it sounded like while you're explaining it. All those debts are paid for, and they're taking money from you. Uh, you could ask the attorney, say, "Hey, uh, was 1099C filed?" Okay. Ask him if they filed a 1099C. Hey, was there 1099C filed on every one of those debts? Oh, there was? Well, 1099C is a cancellation of debt. How come I'm paying you? The debt's okay. been canceled. How come I'm paying you? The only way that you could be paying them is if you're paying the taxes that are due on the 1099C. A lot of times when you when the 1099Cs are filed, uh, then you owe taxes on that. If it's a 1099C that's $10,000, then for a $10,000 debt, they're going to say that you owe taxes on that. Why? Because okay. that money that they took from your trust to pay that debt was like income. Now you got to pay some taxes okay. on it. That's what I'm saying, uh, because ask ask the lawyer if they uh, uh, did, did you did did the bankruptcy trustee uh, file the the 1099C? And that's what I would find out, because if that's the case, the, the debt's already paid, and they're wanting you to pay. So if I'm paying and it's already paid, then there's some double dipping going on here. What's up? It, so, if, in uh, case it's a 1099, in case it's a 1099C already filed, what do I do then? That's what I'm saying. Uh, what you would do at at that point, you're, you're putting them in a position where they're about to tell you that the debt's already canceled. If the debt's already okay. canceled, then if they filed a 1099C, the 1099C is a cancellation of debt. Okay, if the debt's okay. canceled, why am I paying this money? Why are you taking 60% of my income to pay a debt that's canceled? Understood. And then what you're doing is you're setting them up for for conditional acceptance. Well, I talked to you on the phone, and you said that the, the 1099Cs were filed on every one of these debts. You're going to be able to put that in your facts. Then you can okay. use the, the language in, in the instructions for the 1099C, what well, says right here in the instructions in 1099C, that when you file this in a bankruptcy, this is this. 
Uh, Understood. You're setting him up by calling him and asking that. Understood. And 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 if they haven't filed the 1099C, they have. That's what they I'm saying. Have. That's what I'm saying. Ask. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. They do that. The debts. That's how they. That's what a bankruptcy is. It's a cancellation of debt. And then they turn yeah. around and they try and sucker you into paying the money back. What they're doing that is, is they're canceling the debt from your trust. They're canceling the debt from your trust, okay? And they're expecting you to pay that money back to the trust. They're telling That's you right. they're borrowing money from your trust to pay off the debt that was already paid off in the first place when you got it. And then they're turning around and they're making you pay it back to the trust. Why do I have to pay money back into my account when it's my account? Uh, right. You, what you're doing yeah. is, what you're about to do, bro, is open up a freaking old can of worms, man. Uh, you're gonna, you're gonna put, you're gonna put some questions up that are real hard, uh, hard questions for that answer. And when they do, they step in it. They step in a big old pile of steam. That's what I do. Uh, that's what Excellent. I do. Excellent. Right, so I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. All right, brother. Okay. Three, three, seven. Go ahead. Uh-oh. Uh, I think three, three, seven ran out on us. Okay. Alicia. Hey, Chris. How you doing, hon? All right. How are you? I'm doing all right, I reckon. Uh, three quick questions. Good, good. Uh, good, right. good, good. If a married couple bought, bought a house, um, both are on the deed, but only one is on the mortgage, can the other spouse use a 1099A to purchase the property from the other spouse that holds the responsibility no. of the mortgage? No. Okay, so no. a... C no, has to you, be used. You gotta re pardon me? A C has to be used. No. Uh what you do what you guys are talking about doing is when you when you when you guys get married, it's mm-hmm. not so much you that's getting married as it's the trust. Uh the two trusts are being married together. So they they're becoming one. So even though uh, okay. Both your names are on the deed, but only one's on the mortgage. Actually, the other one is too, uh, okay. because it's attached. They're attached to each other. When uh, okay. you're talking about a ten, using the 1099A to pay the mortgage off, that would be a C. Right, that's what you. C cancellation no, no, no. of debt. You ask them. You can't. You can't listen, folks. You cannot use a 1099C to cancel the debt. You can. Uh, the financial institutions do. That's what a 1099... That's who uses the 1099C. That's why I don't talk about it much. Because none of y'all are a financial institution. Yet. You're not yet. Uh, you could be. Uh, a little okay. later down the road. Uh, so what you would do is you'd go to the mortgage company and you'd say, look... Uh, it's in the best interest of the beneficiary. Whoever's name the mortgage is in goes in and goes, look, it's in the best interest 
of the beneficiary that this debt be canceled with a 1099C. Okay. And what you're doing, what you're doing is you're putting the mortgage company in a position to be malfeasant if they don't do it. Correct. Uh, and they may, they may say, you know what, we can do that. We can do that. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. Because that that's what happens up in a bankruptcy. a whole lot of questions. Yeah, that is, so, but what you can do is whoever's named the mortgage, say, say the mortgage company won't accept the 1099C. Okay, right. your mouth is in an office. I can hit you with a, a conditional acceptance. Or what I could do is take the next step. The next step is to write a letter to the, to the uh, corporation, care of the CEO, the bank, or whatever it is, and then ten, send them the 1099A. Okay, you wouldn't take my C, you wouldn't, or you wouldn't cancel the debt with a C. Here, I'm making a last final attempt to clear this mortgage debt. Enclosed, you'll find a 1099A. And if you'll notice, it's endorsed on the back of the beneficiary's signature. Uh, here it is. Uh, what you're doing in that case is you're going straight at them with, uh, okay, you wouldn't cancel it, so I'm just going to pay it all off. Okay. Or I'm going to offer, I'm, I'm going to offer a 1099A for you to use, trustee, to settle this debt. Uh, and, and then, and then if they refuse that, more than likely they're going to keep your 1099A, which means they already have. Yeah. Uh, when you guys are sending these remittance letters with the coupon or the 1099A or, and or both, uh, you got the postal rule in here. And the postal rule is the rule of common law contract. So put right at the bottom, after you write the paragraph on the postal rule, put right underneath it, uh, you know, uh, a, as you can observe, uh, the postal rule is in effect and, uh, this is a contract now, so you're contractually agreeing that you're accepting this 1099A as payment for this mortgage. Correct. You just sent them a letter with the 1099A that they can't turn around with now. Well, they may try. They can't turn around and go, well, we can't accept that. Well, you contractually did, Joker. Yep. Uh, so go ahead and do what you got to do. Now, you go get the money now. If they refuse, then you don't owe them anymore. Oh, so you're going to refuse my 1099A? Fantastic. Send me the title. Uh, Because that's the way it goes. If you offer to pay off a debt that you owe and they refuse to accept it, you no longer owe that debt. Okay. And they know this. They do, yeah, they do, uh, you, but they're still going to try to play games. Yeah, well, you gotta, you gotta be smarter than them. Yep. You know, you gotta be smarter than, you gotta be <laughs> gentle as a dove and, and as, and as dangerous as a viper. <laughs> okay. Okay. Next question, hun. Um, is there a good reference point? Yes, I, I'm on your channel, on your page on Telegram. I've went through all the files. Is there a good point of reference to utilize a conditional acceptance letter? Like, do you have a template for different forms, like different ways to do one? Or no, does that something that needs created? Well, we've got, 
Well, I do. I don't know about the Telegram. I would say they probably do. Uh, I've got I've got mine that I share from my child support. I've got okay. a I've got a couple of traffic ones, and I've got the Zacks and uh, uh, one for the mortgage and uh, you know. But the thing the thing about this is, y'all. Uh, I can send you a traffic one, and a really basic traffic uh, conditional acceptance, mm-hmm. and you can take the concept. The conditional acceptance is basically broke up into four parts. Learn the four parts, and then adjust them for whatever you want to do. Okay. Uh, the facts in the traffic one uh, are an example of how to write some facts. How, what's your facts? Right. Write them down. Okay, the, the pertinent laws have to do with traffic. Uh, what are your pertinent laws, and how do they pertain to what it is you're talking about in the facts? Uh, and then the conditions. Most of the conditions in the traffic one uh, don't necessarily involve the actual traffic. Uh, so you would deduct the traffic ones. And then you put your own in there that pertain the conditions you wanted to see, uh, plus the ones from the traffic that didn't pertain to the traffic. Mm-hmm. You'd use it in yours because they're they're universal. Yes, I've noticed. And you then the last part is, that is how they're going to pay. You know. Right. The last part is how they're going to pay, and that's going to be the same. No matter Cross what your conditional acceptance is, right? Uh, so, as far as there being a template, the traffic one's a template. Uh, you can take the child support one and look at it and go, "Well, account, how would I modify this for a mortgage or the tax?" Right. You know, uh, it's the concept. It's the concept. If you understand the concept of the conditional acceptance and the basic format of how one is laid out, you could write a conditional acceptance and send it to me. And I've seen them. Uh, a Mm -hmm. A lot of people are copy and pasting the stuff in the conditional acceptance. But then they add stuff. Yes. And then I look at it and go, wow, this is kind of different than, you know, even though they're cutting and pasting, you know, uh, this one's really basically a lot different than, than the, the, the template. And that's fantastic because uh, I, uh, that tells me people are out here writing their own. They're yeah, gonna and I, know, I, noticed, the template. I do notice that you reference black laws and common law in, throughout all of them. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, that was it, yeah, Chris. And that's, Thank that's, you. So, huh? Well, Okay, thank you for calling. Thanks, thank Ian. you. Okay, two one four area code. Go ahead. Hey, y'all. This is Pam. Um, thank y'all for what you're doing. Um, Chris, I've talked to you about this issue a couple of times, and I've, <clears throat> I'm following your uh, information that's on the Telegram site about the step-by-step process to lean. This is on a um, an automobile note. I've already done the conditional acceptance. 
Um, I'm ready to start doing my um, claim of lien and do the assignment. But I just kind of wanted to get just a little bit more in-depth information since I'm not going to be using UCC. What are the appropriate steps past, you know, just, you know, for my next step right after the conditional acceptance? Okay, when, after the conditional acceptance, you're going to start the claims of lien. If you look at the, the, the video where I'm talking about the claims of lien, and, or you've got a copy of, of uh, you know, they're just, a claim of lien is just two pages, and then the back is monetized. And you would take out uh, information, any information that doesn't apply to the UCC uh, documents would, re would remain. And uh, any, anything that does, you would take out. You just take it out. Uh, because these are older guys. And these are, you know, the, the ones, when you see the, you know, the contract with the treasury and it's going to have all this, the tax documents and the, and the, uh, and the, and the uh, UC, uh, it's going to be a lot easier to write the contract because that stuff's not in there. Um, you're not going to have, uh, like, like for instance, in the contract, you're not going to have any language that has to do with tax documents uh, or the UCC, right? You're just going to have the claim of lien and the instrument number and the, uh, the 1040V is the only document you're going to name in the contract because you're going to use the 1040V to, to, as the pay voucher. Uh, but the rest of it, you're in the contract. You're telling Janet Yellen, "Hey, uh, here's the claim of." You guys probably heard this uh, in the hearing. If you if you're watching the hearing, uh, they were talking about the actually the, uh, the instrument, the uh, the conditional acceptance. They weren't naming it. But they were talking about that being the the surety for the UCC ones, and that's what the that's what the conditional acceptance is. It's the conditional acceptance that is the lien. Uh, the jo the jo the document that claims the debt is the one that that actually is the lien. Uh, the claim liens you're going to create are going to be the claim uh, lien. But then you monetize it, and that's why I said uh, you don't even have to do the claim of liens uh, because the conditional acceptance is a claim of lien. It's also the contract. You can monetize the back page or the last page of the of the of the uh, conditional acceptance, and 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 that's okay. Uh, they'll take you attach that with you attach that to the assignment agreement put it in the contract with the treasury. Uh, the reason I say do the claim of liens is because now you can separate uh, what you're doing is you, let's say you've got a half a dozen people uh, that you're going to hit and you want, you got a half a dozen people then you got two, maybe two uh, business, trust business entities or, or principals. Uh, what you're doing is you're pulling each one of those out of the contract 
creating the claim of lien and individualizing each one of the each one of the claims. And then you're monetizing each one of the claims. And you're giving it to them here. They now they, they don't have to split that up to sell. And you have a document now that you can send, you can take a copy of, and send it to the person that the claim leans against. Now you know that there's a claim lien. If you were just to take the conditional acceptance and monetize it and attach it to the assignment agreement and then give it to the contract and send it to the treasury, these folks may never know that you just hit them. The treasury will take that contract and take the, uh, take the, the conditional acceptance, split it up themselves. Here you go, IRS, go collect. They collect the money and the people don't even know. But what you can do by making the claim a lien is you can make a copy of that and then send each one of those individually to the person that's going to be hit. And they'll open it up. You can send it certified mail. So they've contractually agreed that they accepted it, which means they acknowledge that there's that there's a claim a lien now. Right? It's proof that this person's been noticed separately from the contract, uh, which basically would mean that they've been noticed twice. But now they know. When you send them the conditional acceptance, they open it up, they look at it and go, oh, this is bullshit. Throw it over in the corner. Uh, it's a little different when, the, when you send them the claim a lien. They go, oh, hell, where's that paperwork at? And then they look at it again they go, oh, shit, I'm in trouble. Uh, now you, you, what you did is you kicked it up a notch. And now they know. Now they know that they've been hit. And it has to do uh, with noticing. Now, when you do those and you create the assignment agreement and then you attach that all to the contract, uh, you're telling Janet Yellen in the contract, you know, look, I don't know how you're going to do this. Uh, nor do I re really even care. All I know is this, this. Uh-oh. Whatever you got to do. There we go. Uh, you know, do whatever you got to do then. Uh, when you put it in their part. Do you mind just, because um, you, you said things there about, uh, monetizing the lien, the claim of lien, you talked about a 1040V, and so I'm going to be, I'm a little fuzzy on uh, what you're talking about there with monetizing the lien and the 1040V. Okay. When you watch the video, uh, claim of lien, uh, that I did on the claim of lien, it, it also explains monetizing. Uh, I show when I show you the claim lien in the video, I'm showing you the first two pages of the claim lien, okay, and then I show you the back of the second page, and it's got uh, language there, it's got the instrument number, it's got the con, uh, it's got the uh, the amount, and it's got uh, the beneficiary signature. Uh, when you 
if 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 you take a a check from your bank, right, or your from your checkbook, uh, that checkbook isn't worth anything until you put your signature on it, right? Uh, it's it. This is what's up, folks. Your signature has value. Okay? Why? Because you are the full faith and credit of the American people. You're you're one of them. You back the dollar. So it takes that signature. It's not the money in your account that makes that check worth money. It's your signature on that document the check that gives the check value. Uh, if you have $20 in your account and you write a check for $50 and give it to someone and they take that check to their bank, their bank, and they cash it, they're going to get $50 from their bank, even though you only got 20 in yours, Right? So is that check worth 50 bucks? Yes. It's your signature that has the value, not money in your account. Uh, and that's what makes this claim a lien worth money. If you write on the back of the claim a lien, $3 million, here's the instrument number, uh, the instrument number is the contract number for that individual you're writing the claim a lien about. Uh, it would be the, the certified mail number. You'd put that in as the instrument number on the back of the second page of the claim a lien. Then you'd put the amount. Then you'd have a signature line. Well, you just made that claim a lien it was a claim Aline, and if you guys watched the, the the hearing yesterday, she talked about how the UCC has no value. Uh, it doesn't have any value. That UCC one that that was filed doesn't have any value at all. But if I were to turn that thing over and and and, and endorse the back of it and and, and monetize the thing. Then it'd be worth what it was. Then it'd be worth what I said it was, because my it, my signature back my signature backs the dollar. My signature is where the money's at. Here's another example. Uh, my dad, he you know he he had really good credit, man, awesome, eight hundred and twenty or something like that. He could go into his bank. He ate he ate breakfast every morning as a bank president. He can go into the bank and say, I need $10,000, Jerry. Uh, Jerry would throw, a, throw a, a contract out. He would sign his name to that contract, and the bank would give him, my dad, $10,000. Uh, it's called signature loan. Uh, his signature was worth $10,000. That's why, because you backed the dollar. So the the claim lien you're gonna you're going to sign the back of it and when you sign if you watch the video it shows you exactly how to to make the claim lien and and how to monetize the back. Well now that that now that that claim lien 
it's worth four million dollars or six million dollars or three million dollars, right? You can assign that now. You can take that claim a link and and assign it, uh, put it in the assignment agreement. The assignment agreement is basically saying, here, Janet Yellen, here's four million dollars. Uh, you know, it's all yours. And then when when you attach that to the contract, uh, the contract's going to say, you know, uh, you know, according to the court, they, it might not even say it, but it's it's just going to be a uh, it, it's just going to be a given. Uh, when you attach it to the contract, and the contract's going to say, okay, it's yours 100%. Uh, do what you got to do to collect, and you get 35%. Uh, that's that's basically, and they're going to do that. And, and, and you've heard me say about the $100 million guys, uh, there's the, uh, the, the, these $100 million guys, they got these bonds in their, in their copies. They're certified copies. Uh, they may not be worth anything, but the minute they monetize the back of that thing, and, and and break it out like I did with the claim of lien, put $100 million on the back. Uh, when they send that to Janet Yellen, she's going to go, uh, I don't know what this guy, I don't know what he's thinking or whatever, but we have the original bond. Uh, we're making money off of it. But, hey, look at this guy here, man. He just made his copy uh, worth $100 million by signing it. Okay, he signed it. Put $100 million on it. Uh, I was I really wasn't going to share this for a little while still, but I really wasn't going to share this for a little while, but I'm going to now. Uh, I was going to kind of hold off on this a little bit. Well, if you want to, you can. Cra- this could get crazy, uh, but I will since I mentioned it. Uh, your birth certificate. Uh, it's a certified copy, right? It's not the original. It's a certified copy. What's the original worth? Who knows? Right. Uh, there's a way of checking it out, though, right? Uh, I've heard some people say, well, I got in there and got in my birth certificate's worth this and that. Right? Well, if the original is a, if, if the birth certificate is a bond and it's a certified copy then the genuine bond somewhere, somebody owns it, somebody's making money on it. Uh, if you could monetize the back of your birth certificate to make it worth some money, uh, and then send that birth certificate to the Treasury, like these $100 million bond guys are doing, here, Janet Yellen, here's a certified copy of the birth certificate. Uh, if you notice, I monetized the back, uh, you know, $25 million. Hey, how many birth certificates can you order in a year? Uh, I don't know that there's a limit. I think I think there's 10. Okay. I think you can order 10 in a year. So what just happened, folks? 
That's the next thing to try. I was going to hold off until after the $100 million bond guys started getting their, you know, showing some, uh, showing some, you know, some positive results. But if yeah. these guys can do this with the $100 million bond, uh, then y'all can do this with the birth certificate. Well, let me just ask you, too, after I send them my claim of lien, <clears throat> how long do I wait before I send the contract to the Treasury? Well, they've already got the claim of lien, which is the, which is the conditional acceptance, okay? So 10 days from the date on the letter, they've got 10 days, unless they write you beforehand and tell you, you know, we need more time. Uh, Ten days. Look, y'all can, you can send this conditional acceptance out and the very next day start making the claims of lien. Start making it. And on the tenth day, have your assignment document ready, your assignment agreement ready, uh, with the, the, the uh, claims of lien and the contract. You can send the contract off the day, 10 days after the date on the letter from the conditional acceptance. Uh, we did. We had the stuff ready to go. Oh, guess what? It's the 10th day. These people haven't met any of these any of these uh, conditions. Uh, send it off. Send off the contract. We had it 10 days after after we... Uh, put the date on the letter on the conditional acceptance. We already had our we had our our, our claim of liens written out. We had all of our tax documents together. We had our UCC one filings and UCC three. We had our contract with the treasury, and the day ten days is up. That packet was in the mail on its way to the treasury. Uh, so you don't have to wait. Not a day past ten days. How long did it take for you to respond from the packet? From the 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 treasury? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Uh, we didn't hear from them. We didn't hear from the treasury. So what does that mean? What does that mean? If if we don't hear from the Treasury, what does that mean? That means they accepted it. If I have a contract with the Treasury and I send it off and I get the green card back or I get on the, the, the tracking site and it shows that it's been delivered to the Treasury uh, and 45 days is up, what does that mean? Because, see, you're going to say in the contract, if there's anything wrong with the document, uh, you got my power of attorney to fix it. Or you can send it back to me, explaining what's wrong, and I'll fix it. Uh, so if you don't get it back or you don't hear from them saying that it needed to be fixed, you hear nothing but crickets 45 days later, what's up? They've acquiesced to the contract. You don't hear from them in 45 days. 
if you put on the contract at the top of the contract to the right, like I like to do with the conditional acceptance, so it gives you a place to write a date. If I mailed it out today and I put on there, uh, you know, April the 7th, 2022, 45 days from today, if I don't hear from you, then we're good. We got a contract. Uh, at that point, uh, you know, we said in the, in the contract, you know, we'll take gold and silver, uh, but in lieu of gold and silver, we'll take Federal Reserve notes, bank drafts, uh, you know, all the other stuff that we broke down. Uh, we even said uh, uh, trust credits. We said trust credits. I didn't realize that till the other day when I was uh, the significance of that. The, until the other day, it kind of hit me. I was like, damn. Well, that's why. That might have been one of the reasons why they sent the money straight to the Treasury. We told them we'd take it in trust credits. They they sent it right to our trust, exactly like we told them. Uh, You can send us, you can send me $132.6 million in cold cash. Uh, That would have been one heavy load. Uh, You know, or you can send it trust credits. That's exactly what they did. They sent it to the trust. So we probably have when enough you, time to take a few more people. Yeah. To let you know. Okay. Okay, so does that answer your question? Yes, I thank you both. I thank you very hey. much. Thank you very much. Yeah, go get them. Don't waste no time. That's your money. Uh, okay. Steve, how are you doing? Can you hear me? I can hear yeah, you. Man. I just can't see you. Okay. Perfect. Oh, perfect. there you are. Billionaire. I'm Go on ahead. My, I'm on my phone. Um, but I was calling, so I had a couple questions. The first question is regarding to my mother's case. As far as my, uh-huh. her, my brother was driving a car, and it was in my mom's name. <clears throat> he got in an accident. Um, he didn't have insurance. The insurance company sued both my mom and him for the damages. Um, an attorney has it. I mean, not when my mom texted me. And because it was in her name, she they had stated that she has to pay it, and so does my brother, her son. And if they don't, they say that they'll suspend her license. So I'm curious as to would we, should I just have her send in a 1099A form um, to just go ahead and clear everything, or how would you hit a conditional acceptance letter? How would you handle everything um, going forward from here, or what videos would you recommend for me to study regarding this case specifically? Okay. Uh, what I would do is start with the 1099A. Send it to him. Say, okay, here you go. Uh, matter of fact, I, you know, I put a couple extra thousand on it for you there. You know, just because I feel bad about whoever got hit. Uh, You can probably let your brother do the same thing, the same amount. Uh, Then they're getting twice as much money. Uh, Send them Hmm. them a 1099A. Say, look at I'm, you know, here we go. I'm going to settle the debt. Uh, You know, oh, you don't want it? 
Now, now, if they try to take a license, uh, take your mom's trust license from her, uh, uh, if, it, if they try to do that, when you do go after the conditional acceptance, you'll be going after the director of the Department of Homeland Security in your uh, state. That's what I did. They uh, okay. tried to suspend my license over some crap, and I... Uh, I ended up putting a four million dollar lien on the on the uh the director of the Tennessee Department of Homeland Security. Because that's where DOT is at now. It falls under the Department of Homeland Security in the state. Uh, but if you if you send them the the, the ten ninety nine A, do it with the letter. You know what I mean? Send them the letter just like you do the remittance letter. You know, uh, you don't have to use all the language about the statement and the bond and the coupon and stuff because you're not using that. But you're going to use the, you're going to send it certified mail. Uh, you're going to in, uh, notarize it and, uh, you know, make them a nice letter. Whoever it is you're sending this to, send it to their principal in care of whoever's the head cheese, uh, and then send it to them. Say, look, I'm, you know, okay, I'm, I'm, I've got, because here, here's what's up. They gave you, they made your mom an offer, right? Yeah, I believe. That's what they did. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what they did. They said, here's the offer. Uh, pay this money or we're going to suspend your license. Uh, that's extortion. Okay? And that's conspiracy to commit extortion. If you don't pay this money, we're going to suspend your license. Uh, you could even mention that. You know, I'm willing to overlook your extortion, your attempts at extorting me uh, into paying this. Uh, so, therefore, I'm going to uh, pay this debt. Here it is. You know, you refuse it, it, that's not your mom's fault. Okay, so, so does that answer your question? Yes. So to, uh, okay. that was part of the first part of it. Um, if I could just go ahead and ask, uh, okay. ask the second part, it'll be quick. As far as the okay. coupons that you were referring to as well, too, um, what, I, also as well, she says a lot of coupons, but with those coupons, why, w um, why would you prefer – to go ahead and send in a coupon rather than um, going ahead and just applying the FDCPA laws with them and um, holding them civilly liable and pursuant to 15 USC 692K, um, and that's minimum 1000 per each violation, and that can dispute the debt as well, too. So why would, or um, is that a way you can go about it as well, too, maybe even with the coupon as well, too, piling on those uh, USC uh, chapter well, six, title 15? you do that... If, yeah, if you're going to do that and then you're going to send a coupon, too, you just made yourself an accessory. Mm. Look, they're they're already committing crimes uh, by double dipping. They're already committing trust fraud. Uh, so here's the deal. Here it is. Here's the coupon. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you were you were committing a crime. You're double dipping. Uh, but you know, here here. I'm here to settle the debt. 
uh, here's a coupon. You're putting them in a position uh, that they're busted out. Uh, that you know you're busted out now. Uh, accept this coupon because that's what they're doing anyway. They're redeeming the coupon. They're used to redeeming the coupon. I mean, so you, you can go at them with what you're talking about. Yeah. So I'd say you send the coupon. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'd say send the coupon. It's just a Are lot you easier, familiar with You sent... Yeah, yeah, I, 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 got, I, I get you where you're coming okay. from. Because it's already yeah. paid. I mean, if you wanted to do all that, you could say, look, man, this is, I don't even know why you're sending me a coupon. Uh, this is already paid. And all these years you've been hitting me up for money that's already been cleared a long time ago. Uh, yeah. But you can argue that uh, uh, it's just better to, I think, to put them in a position where they know you know. Ah, oh, damn, here's somebody that knows. Uh, go ahead and just handle this shit and get it out of the way. Get him out of the way. Because we got 9,999 more people that don't understand this. Uh, they're mm-hmm. going to let us double dip. Uh, and this is, a, this, is about, this is about discharging all this bullshit debt that everybody's got. You know, you can do it. Try it. Hey. Hey, dude. Try it, man. Let me know how it works. Yes, I'm I all about will. trying some new I'm all about trying some new stuff, man. I mean, what's the worst that's actually what I did just do. That's exactly what I did just do. I just tried it. I was like, yeah, exactly. What is the worst that can happen? I sent in the coupon. I also exercised a couple um, laws within the FDCP in which they violated. And yeah. then 1692K, which also would hold them civilly liable for each violation in the FDCPA for $1,000. So I hit them with that. I just sent that out certified yeah. mail yesterday. So I'm waiting for a response on that. And yeah, I know I said one last question, but I just want to get this one off my chest because I just filled it out, the WABEN form. Where would I send this into? Because yeah. I'm not a W-2 employee, um, nor am I a 1099 AI or I, I get, or 1099- I may be considered it, but I own my own LLC, and I just pay myself out. Um, I haven't even filed taxes in the past two years, nor have I um, set up myself to pay myself. I just, like, I don't pay myself, I guess, um, on paper, but yeah. obviously through the business. Yeah. So uh, where would I send in the WAD? Okay. Send it to the IRS. Perfect. I appreciate you greatly. Yeah, yeah, man. Anytime you guys send stuff to the IRS, if you're not sure where it goes, you don't know specifically where it goes, uh, send it to Washington, D.C. They'll look at it and they'll send it where it needs to go. That's what's happened with all of you laws, a lot of y'all stuff you're sending off right now. It's going to the Washington, D.C., and then it's going to Ogden, Utah. Whoa, man. Hey, Chris, I just got my green card back. It's, they sent it to Ogden, Utah. Uh, what's up, man? Am I in trouble? No, you're not. They're collecting your money. Uh, that's where they collect at, Ogden, Utah. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and they'll let them figure out where it's supposed to go. Okay, so does that answer your question? Yes, it does. I appreciate you both greatly. Okay, thank God you. Bless you both. Okay. Bless you, brother. 
everything up um chris i have a quest couple of questions would you make a video that goes through the steps of buying the house um for example i have a neighbor who's selling their house that i want they have a realtor um i assume i talk to the realtor and then offer payment through the 1099A or do I use a letter of credit for payment? Okay, I see what you're saying. No, do a 1099A. Hey, do you have a contract with the Treasury yet that says they owe you a buttload of money? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, as long as you got the contract, uh, then you can do letters of credit if you understand the letter of credit and how you got to go about doing it. Uh, that's the next thing I know. need to learn. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's seems like that would be the one you want me to do first. Uh, the the letters uh, uh, I do the ten ninety nine a letters of credit, y'all. It's not that hard, man. Uh, dude, you could probably figure out how to do a letter of credit. Just for just with a little research, uh, they're really not that hard to do. The only reason I haven't got too deep into it is because I don't want a lot of people out here doing it. Oh man, I'm a you know I got a social security account. Uh, I don't know how much is in it, but well hell, let's just start writing letters of credit. Uh, no, that's a good way to get yourself jammed up really bad. Uh, go do a little time in club fed. Uh, you gotta. Uh, you can't just be a secured party. You you, you have to be a secured party creditor, uh, which means you have to have them owing you some money. And uh, to to know that you can do that, otherwise it's like you're writing checks and you don't know what your balance is. Uh, like you did, you just said. Sounds like my money. ex-wife. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, you know, like you just said, they, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> or the one you got right now. Okay, man. so if she's golden. Yeah. Now, so if we go yeah. with a 1099A and then we do all the additional forms to do it and put it together, send it in, and... We're waiting and waiting and waiting, and supposedly in 45 days, they're supposed to pay the guy. Yeah. So yeah. On, the, on, on the chance that they don't, then I assume we call the IRS or Treasury Department and say, hey, what's going on with this? Why isn't it yeah, being paid? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you're if and uh, um, when I say, when I say forty five days, y'all, it's forty five days is between thirty and sixty, and that's usually when it when that's going to hit. 
So if you don't hear something in 45 days, you can probably call and check. Uh, definitely don't go past 60. Don't go past 60 without calling and going, hey, man, what's up? Oh, oh well, we've got a slight problem here, and, uh, but we're working on it. You know, uh, we'll have you something out in a couple weeks. Then you can call them back and say, look, man, I just talked with the Treasury, and they're going to pay you in two weeks. Uh, they'll hold on. Uh, but you're, you're a different story, dude. You gotta, you, if you've got the, the capabilities of writing a letter of credit, you can just give them a letter. Hey, you guys want a letter of credit? Uh, go to the buyer. You would, look, we're having trouble getting the Treasury to pay. Uh, would you accept a letter of credit? Uh, yeah, sure, man. You know, figure out how to do it. Now, I've uh, been. Go ahead, bro. I've been researching the letter of credit, and uh, yeah. everything I come up with is like the IRS has or Treasury has letter of credits, but they have a, a zillion forms. Um, the samples I've been able to find online were letter of credit that were issued by banks or financial institutions but nothing on that's you so i am the bank if you're telling if you're telling all of us are banks all of us are banks except you're a bank who knows you got a certain amount. I'm a bank that knows I'm a certain amount. Uh, and Joe Cool down the road doesn't have a contract, but you know what? He does have a trust account that has money in it. He just just doesn't know how much money he can write letters of credit on. Hmm. Uh, you, if you've got, if you've got proof that. For one reason or another, they owe you $30 million. Uh, well, you can write up to $30 million of letters of credit because you are a bank. Look, if we back the dollar, are we not the bank of the dollar? True. That's what's up. You are a financial institution, dude. And what you're telling me, what you're telling me is, is you for some re- for some reason or another you've got documentation proving that they owe you money and if that's the case then you are a bank uh people that are writing these 1099As and paying off their debt they are a bank if you can go and and have the treasury be your lender and they're lending you money from your trust, then you are a bank. You just got them. You just got them withdrawing it for you. Why? Because you're the beneficiary. You can't withdraw it on your own. You have to have someone do it for you. And that's where you're at, dude. Uh, if they don't, uh, if if you if, if time's up and you and you want to know why they haven't paid, look into it. Call the IRS, call the Treasury, call call the Inspector General. Uh, call the Inspector General's office. Uh, find out what's up. Why aren't you paid? Uh, is, is there something? Is there something y'all need me to do? 
uh, oh, no, we got this, sir. It'll be a couple more weeks or whatever the case may be. If you don't want to play around with that no longer, do a letter of credit. Like I said, y'all, okay. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be uh I'm gonna be breaking that down in about a month from now because like yourself, uh and a few others, uh folks are going, Yeah, I did the ten ninety nine A in forty five days or sixty days or whatever. Uh if if they're doing that and conditional acceptances I've read you know, I was looking over conditional acceptances two months ago. Uh so okay. people are and, you know, a month ago was uh, doing uh, talking about the contracts and stuff. So, uh, you know, people should be starting to hit with that here in the next couple of weeks. Hey, my 45 days is up. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to do a letter of credit. And then you guys can start going out there and, uh, you know, writing these letters of credits to invest in businesses, uh, buy into people's businesses and have them go to the mailbox once a month and pick up a check and or uh, writing letters of credit to your nonprofit organization that you just created uh, or, or whatever the case may be. Uh, that's where it's at. That's why I'm telling folks, man, conditional acceptance is where it's at. Uh, get yourself yeah. on the books like you like yeah. you've done. Uh, get them owing you. Get proof that they're owing you something. And a contract's a way to do it. All right. So does that answer so. your question? Uh, yes, it does. Actually, I have several more, but I'm not going to ask them. Uh, right, if so you don't think- mind, I'd like to put a little plug in for. Uh, Anybody listening here, uh, you need to get on with Tad's website. Tons of great information. Um, it's worth it. So thank, thank yeah. you, everybody. Thank you, Tad, for hosting. Yeah, thanks for calling and, in. Man. Okay, you guys take care. Yeah, you too, brother. Have a blessed okay, night. Okay, so I think we have one. We're going to take one more call. I think people are getting tired. I know I am. So restricted. Hello. How you doing tonight? Hey. I figured it was you. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I had several questions I think that everybody would like to know. On a beneficiary account, is that the straw man name in all caps? On the beneficiary account? Yes. Would be the beneficiary. The, the, Would you put the this? account? When when you go to do the when you go to sign up for a beneficiary account, you can do the hyphens and the colons and all that stuff with your name. Uh, they're going to they're going to all caps uh, the account the okay. the, uh, the ATM card you're going to get. It's going to be in all caps. Uh, the the mail you're going to get it's going to be in all caps. Well, of course it is because the all caps name is a trust name. Uh, but this is uh, can is, this be a checking account? Yeah, checking okay. account, savings account, uh, mortgage account, uh, CDs, 
any of that stuff. Uh, I got a beneficiary CD. Uh, the only thing that beneficiary is doing is it's 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 identifying you not as the trust, but as the beneficiary of that trust. So it's okay. signatures where that's at. Signatures where the money's at. Okay, then on a my other question was on a conditional acceptance uh, format. None of, when you're doing a, a party that uh, stole from you, do do you have to have their social security number on there or their name, address, and all that is okay? Or all you need is all all you need is their name and their address. You're not going to get their most of these people. You guys are doing the conditional acceptance again. Matter of fact, probably all of them. I mean, yeah, you're not going. To None have of them are going to give it to you. Their, yeah. Okay. Well, and see that's then, uh, why when you're when you guys go oh. when you're identifying when you're identifying the uh the people that you're doing this to uh you're always putting them in their human capacity doing business as your all caps name and doing business as uh their all caps name and and doing business as whatever the title of job they have or when you guys look at those you're 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 that's how you can do this and actually the human because you're getting all of them you're getting okay, the human, you're getting the, the the and and what's going to happen is is like say you're going after the 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 chief of police uh, or you're going after, yeah, you're going after the chief of police. He's one of them uh, because one of his officers gave you a ticket. Uh, you're going after him in his human capacity and doing business as a trustee in your trust and him also doing business as his trust and him also doing business as the 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 chief of police of, of uh, Dallas. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. When you send all that, when you send that document to the Treasury, they're going to go, okay, first off, this guy is the chief of police of of Dallas. And uh, he's also, here's his trust name. And, and well, here, wow, here's his human name. And then, then there's an address to where you're sending the conditional acceptance. They will take all that information and they will get his social security number. They'll get it. Uh, The the IRS, when it comes time to collect, the IRS is going to go, who's this guy right here that does this job right here? Here's his name and here's his street address. They're going to pull his social security number right up. Okay, get his address and get that three million out. Uh, that's why uh, you don't need it, and and like uh, when you when you're looking at the uh, uh, Ron Lyons, the cop that pulled him over, his name was his name was Matt Webb. He didn't know that when he was doing the conditional acceptance, so he just put M period Webb. The IRS figured out who M period Webb was, went after their trust. 
Okay. Uh, on the claim of lien, I heard some of the comments today. Uh, if you tell the truth on the lien uh, and even have police reports on the amount of theft of machinery and vehicles and everything they stole from you, uh, and then uh, here's an example. Say you have $20 million loss of business inventory, and then through the future, actually, we go into hundreds of millions of dollars of loss of use because it's gone. Could you put the twenty million loss plus the two hundred M, or we could do it in a three six nine configuration only higher? But uh, however you want to. I just yeah, look, I'm just wondering would that, that fly, that, or or are you allowed only the loss of the business inventory? No, you're not. Uh, you're allowed whatever you want. Because well, I want, I want punitive damages, you know. That's my problem is so much loss. And that's how you're going to get it. You're going to get it because you're going to share, you're going to share 32%, 36, 35% of it with the Treasury. Oh, okay. So that's how you yeah, recover. So I, I, I spent over $70,000 uh, out in child support. Uh, you know, over 15 years or whatever it was, however many years it was. And when I went went at him with the conditional acceptance, uh, you know, I thought, well, maybe I, you know, I, I should be able to get this seventy thousand back. Yeah, I am going to get it back, but I'm not going to get seventy thousand back. I'm going to get a bunch back. And Good. Out of the four million is where I'm going to recover my seventy thousand at. Good. So you pick, well, and you pick, you pick out the price that you want to do, because you got to. Well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to go to prison. I didn't want to go to prison because they said, "Oh, this is fraudulent lien." You know. Now the only way you're going to go to prison for it being a being a fraudulent lien is if you do the UCC one. Oh. You got to remember. You're not going to be doing, you're not going to be filing any liens. The Treasury's going to file the liens. Good. They can lock them up, right? Yeah. Well, they're, they're not going <laughs> to okay. do Okay. Then real quick on real estate. I know, right? Real, real quick on properties. Could you get one home and one business property in one year? You can't you can't use the trust if you're talking about a 1099A to buy yes. the property. You can't use the property to buy a business. You can't use the trust. Okay, well, it would be for enjoyment then. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, then the other question, this stuff, folks. along this line, can you get the extra money in it for property taxes, insurance, sales tax? And realtors' commissions, because that's a huge hunk. Well, you're, you 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 got to think about it this way: uh, you're not going to pay any taxes if you guys are doing what I'm telling you to do 
or or if you guys are doing what I would suggest you do, uh, you're going to be taking this stuff out of the taxes. Okay, got that part. You talk about you talk about paying taxes. Why? Why are you going to pay taxes on anything ever again? Uh, okay. Get your get your mind get your mind away from the fact that you think you got to pay because you don't have to pay taxes. Nobody has to. It's all voluntary. If it's all voluntary, what makes you think you have to? Well, yeah, I'm aware of that part. You buy a house. You buy a house, you're not going to have to pay taxes unless you want to. Um, That's where that's at. I was going to mention I have... As far as insurance goes, as far as insurance goes, if you got a 1099A, you're insured. There you go. Right, now, John. I have, oh, God, you got to let me have two important ones. So I've got five certified birth certificates in hand uh, by the Secretary of State. So technically that could be five amounts. Yeah. If, if I turn them into yeah, a monetize. That's monetized what I was saying, that. if you can, if you can, yeah, you can create a, Let's see how they go. Let's see how they go with the hundred million dollar bond guys. If they get paid, everybody's going to do this. So everybody's yeah. out here going, hey, hey, who do I got to talk to to get this hundred million dollar bond? Yeah, uh, I want them to ever tell way? us. I hope they tell us. But then, uh, oh yeah, um, the hundred million dollar. Sooner or later, one of the hundred million dollar bond guys is going to tell. Okay, the other big question. Everybody wants to know this. Maybe they already know it. I would like to know how much the U.S. Treasury has in my SESTA KV trust. Uh, you're going to have to wait till you're 65. I'm 70. Yeah, have you used Social Security at all? Yeah, I use it. Have you mentioned... Yeah, okay, well, too late. I've already paid, uh, I paid the in over 150000 in it, so it's my money. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, it's not, it's their money. Okay, so it's their money, but how much other money do they have in there that they made off of me? That's my, that's what yeah. I want to know. Yeah, well, they're not making money off you, they're putting money into it. You say you got $120,000 in your trust. Well, they put millions into your trust. No, I'm aware of that. I could have a hundred million in there. You probably got more than that. Uh, you know, because I put a hundred and fifty in it over money. a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, people that make a whole lot of money, they're expected that they're going to produce a whole lot of value uh, more than others. So, a doctor is going to have a lot more in his trust than the garbage man. But the garbage man can have a bunch of money in his, too. Uh, you're not going to know that. If if you're past the age of 65 and you've used your Social Security number one time, after 65, you have recontracted to to accept that you're a beneficiary and they are the trustee. 
uh, it'll be that way to you dead. You'll never figure out what's off ledger. Uh, it's just a part of it. The, the trust matured and you continue to uh, utilize the benefits from the trust. Can I use uh, a birth certificate? Can you use, can I use what, to know how much is to know well, no, can I write trust? something on a birth certificate like, hey, let's let's get fifty million in here? Well, that's what that's kind of what we're talking about. Uh, it's it's the concept. If the hundred million dollar bond guys can take a copy of a bond and get a hundred million dollars put into it and get sixty five back, well, then you could do you could. Theoretically, you could do the same thing with the birth certificate as these guys are doing with the $100 million bond. Uh, What's the odds of being... Okay, when do you think we might know on that one? As soon as they start hitting. There's a few guys guys that have sent their multi-million dollar bonds off. Uh, We're going to wait and see, see how it works. Right, you can try it now if you want to, John. Well, you can I don't try want to, it now if you wanted to. I've got a lot of things going on. I have no time for a cage. I know. But I've got yeah. four. If I wrote, say I wrote a 50, and then they said, oh, well, you only had 30, so you wrote 20 over, you're in hot water. Well, then my question to them is, why didn't you tell me what I had? <laughs> I think that you can. I, I think there's a way to find out what your birth certificate's worth. And if you find out that your birth certificate's worth $75 million, well, you ought to be able to make copy bonds at $75 million. And you got One 10 time. of them a year. So if you could yeah. do 10 of them a year, the Treasury's going to say, slap some money into that birth certificate uh, certified copy. Let's get paid. You could do ten seventy fives a year if that's what well, you had in the original bond. I, I thought maybe you could only sense. do one. You can get ten copies if you can get if you're allowed ten copies a year. Okay. Copies. You could actually monetize ten of those a year. And send them to the treasury, and the treasury would go, "Whoa, here's another, here's another of those birth certificate bonds. Throw some money in it." And I they're going to we'll take, see, though. they're going to take thirty-five percent of whatever yeah, I create. They get yeah. Oh, well, they ought to yeah. love me. They ought that, to love me to do my it. Point. <laughs> well, uh, like I said. Like I said, they haven't they haven't freaking sniped old Chris out. Uh, why? Because you know uh, he might be. I might be their biggest freaking cash cow they've ever had. Uh, let that guy talk. All right, so John, no thanks for calling, John, John. Yeah, we got to close this off. Hey, Thank you, John. Thank you. Okay, so you guys, uh, please join the mailing list at youhavetheright.com and uh, consider joining our monthly membership because these calls, they are long, but we take the subjects and categorize them in about ten, eight to ten different categories to make it easier and shorter for you. So, Chris, 
Um, thank you very much for being here tonight, and we'll see you guys again next All week. Right, yeah. Good night. Uh, Good night, well, y'all. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.